That's why I like the guide. It's just like, this is a guide. It's like, here's the guide. It laid out in a logical manner for you to know. Here are the facts. Right. Right. You know, the imperial schools of honor podcast i'm josh folan and i'm jay baxton and we are going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again today we are stuffing an issue of game player strategy guide to nintendo games issue three of volume two into our shorts while the gas station attendant ain't looking and then heading straight to todd's house because we've been stuck in bionic commando over there for weeks you can find the issue on archive.org if you want to look at the shit we're looking at. I'll drop the link in the show notes, as I always do. Please rate and review the podcast. It makes us feel really good about doing a podcast. And first up, as always, what are we jamming on now? Jay, what are you jamming on now? First and foremost, Elden Ring. Dude, I... Like the rest of the universe? Yeah. The, the FOMO finally got to me, man. And this game, it, it's good. It's very unforgiving, but it's good. It's tough. You know, I, I just bought cyberpunk and i was you know maybe 20 hours into that and very much enjoying cyberpunk and then every time you know now that we're kind of hybrid back to the office it seems like every time i go to every time i go there whether it's co-workers or people on different teams like in the cafeteria everybody's freaking talking about elden ring all the time so it was one of those things where i feel like i'm missing out a and b like how good am i like i gotta test myself in this game you know so I had to pull the trigger, and I'm sucked in. And how close to <sighs> The Witcher is it? You know what? It feels it feels similar to The Witcher in in like very much in a lot of ways, and kind of like the art styles and just like the yeah, in a lot of ways it does feel Witchery, but then very different in the fact that your character is your design you know there are so many different classes and I, I don't even know what they're called but that you choose from but like normally i'm choosing the mage like whoever the mage person is i'm choosing them but this time i was stuck man i was sitting there be- deciding between should i be a prophet should i be an astrologer should should i be um a confessor which is more of like a holy magic type of guy and so like the fact that I sat and thought about that for far longer than I normally do <laughs> was good. And now, even though I'm in the game, as I'm the way that the leveling system is built out, it's so good. Like, I'm sitting there making, like, spending so much time deciding, like, what do I want to be? Like, okay, I chose to be this guy. Like, I should maximize this. However, I know I need a certain amount of strength to wield this weapon over here. Is it, is it like Skyrim in the sense that. Well, no, of course not, because you're choosing something in the beginning. But uh, does it? Are you railroaded down that path, or if you decide ten hours into it, like, no, nope, I'm just going to completely go off the fucking rails and go do something else, development wise? Is that possible? You mean like completely switching up what you do, or just like deciding like? Uh, well, is, the, is, I, is the class system so kind uh, of rigid? I guess that you can't get out of it, I guess. Like, if you go 10 hours into one particular track, mm-hmm. and then you decide, like, that's maybe magic-focused or whatever the fuck, 
and then you decide, no, I want to become an archery focused rogue type character. Can you just like go to start going down that lane and and be able to actually develop that the same way you would be able to develop it if you had chosen something in that lane from the start? I think so. Honestly, I think so because I'm. That's that's like the one of the exciting things, but also the difficult thing because again, unless it's a game like Assassin's Creed where I'm naturally like wielding a weapon, a sword, or a spear or something, I'm going to choose the magical character. And so I chose the magical character, but then in the open world, a lot of times it's easier. Like if somebody's coming at me with a sword, like it's kind of hard for me to stand and like cast something. And so I'm Especially a lot of times. On, a lot of games are like that. Yeah. Kind of like that too. Like your magic is so fucked in the beginning that you end up meleeing even. Right. You know. And so I, I was starting to feel like, man, I kind of wish I had chosen the confessor because I would have been, I had access to more, more strength initially to be more melee focused. But a couple things. First, I realized <clears throat> because I leveled up my staff when I do use magic, like if I'm able to put some kind of distance in between me and the next person, the enemy, and cast something, it definitely is powerful. So I'm like, okay, I just, you know, I got to, first of all, get good and figure out how to be able to create more space to, and cast more spells. And, you know, I'm sure there are much more than the two basic spells that I have, you know, that I'll be able to cast. But, but even so, the fact that I'm finding melee weapons and I'm not strong enough to wield them unless I use two hands, which is fine, but then I can't block anything. But I, I'm sitting there thinking as I'm leveling, leveling, leveling up, excuse me, that, oh, I can actually just add points in the strength and just continue to do that. And especially because I found a pretty cool farming spot where it seems like I can continue to just fight these massive crabs over and over and get a lot of runes. I'm like, I could cons consumably really just level up a bunch of strength and be able to just like swing heavy weaponry just like I would, you know, otherwise. And so I, I was actually really debating that this morning and that's part of the reason I was late. I was like, I was sitting there on Elden Ring just like, all right, what should I do here? Like, do I stay true to my magical focus and just kind of get better because there are certain things, because this game is unforgiving. And that's another thing. They tell you nothing. It gives you guidelines. It gives you like some basic, like this is, this is this item you found and you just got to figure out when, where, and how to use it. And so like, I didn't even know when I would come up on bosses that because of these items I found that I could call spirits to help me like NPCs. Like I still haven't figured out how to do it. I know I can, I just need to look it up. And that's part of the thing that I don't want to do is just look stuff up. You know, that's and what I've heard is actually one of the bigger, I don't know, like the, again, these cheap ass gamer guys are talking about how that's like the, like, you know, there's so much in it that you just, you'll never, like, there's just no way to figure out. Like, at least from their perspective, you know, granted, I'm sure you play anything enough. You talk to the right people. I, you, I, I was almost have to assume that it's somewhere in there. Uh, I think maybe just the traditional model, modern gamer is not equipped slash uh, patient enough to find that answer in a game organically because uh, everything is fucking spoon-fed to you, everything yeah. you know, anymore. So I, I assume it's there, but that's what I hear people bitching about a lot. And, like, yeah, the one guy's like, I don't want to have to look something up online every 10 minutes. I just don't want to do that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I wouldn't either, but I also don't want to spend four weeks slamming my head into a wall trying to figure something out that yeah. I can't figure out. <laughs> yeah. And that's impossible to figure yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. And so I'm minimally looking things up, but only because it's like I would try to do something and, you know, it, it feels like, for example, it feels like 
I have to kind of follow the guidelines and kind of go like northwest. But I'm like, this is an open world. I'm going to go east. But I'm like, it feels like I keep dying or something if I go that way. But I have to be able to go that way. What am I missing? And so I was looking. I was just trying to figure out like, what am I missing here? Like, is is something off? And the video I looked at, this person pulled up their map, and I was like, their map is completely different than mine. Like, what? I just assumed I couldn't see, and that was that was just part of it. Turns out, like, there was just like map fragments that I haven't found that like right. give you the ability and, yeah, that's and the stuff too. like that. Like, with, so I was like, oh, I did, yeah. With Shadowgate, I did that a lot too. And like, you know, that's kind of that's part of being. I think part of being a, a game, the, the savvy of being a gamer that's played for you know for fucking thirty years, like we have, like or longer even. You know, like learning to, uh, I don't know, not learning, but like being uh, in tune enough, attuned enough mm-hmm. to know when it's not the game difficulty you're banging your head against, but rather just an inability to understand the infrastructure with which this game exists. Yeah, you know, like I did that a lot with Shadowgate. I talked about it a lot. Like there, there were most of the time there were puzzles I had a hard time with too. A few of them, I think. But most of the time, when I would have real difficulty, it would be because I didn't understand how this worked. You know, I didn't understand how, especially that's a VR game. Like sometimes it's just how do you know, literally like I know what I want to do and what I should. I think I know what the solution is. I just can't functionally get to it because I don't mm-hmm. know the flow chart of buttons or whatever it might be to achieve the thing. You know, it's not the matter. Yeah, and that's like knowing when that's happening. And obviously, you should look that up. That's not that doesn't make mm-hmm. you feel bad at all to yeah. look that up. That's that's literally just a. UI problem uh, or your ability to interpret the UI. So yeah, it doesn't doesn't hurt my soul at all to look those up. But obviously, you want to make sure you're confident that's what you're looking up and not you know exactly. And that dude answer to that is book. exactly <laughs> what I'm looking up too. Like even right. this morning because I've summoned, I've figured out how to summon other players to help me and how to go to other players' worlds to help with bosses because I'm like, hey, I'd, I'd love to just get those items and rewards and hopefully they can help me. I heard that. Yeah, I heard that yeah. the. That uh, I was to a podcast uh, just a night or two ago where they were talking about, it, and they were saying that you can yeah like jump in and do boss like choose to do boss fights with like like the one the 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 one uh, woman that's the the host on this she was saying that like she like kept, or no it was the, it was the, whatever it doesn't matter one of them was like they had been banging their head against the wall on this boss and then I don't even know I don't know what the flow chart is for having someone jump in or like choosing to do that I don't know how that works exactly of course I haven't played it but the like, this guy jumped in and just like vaped this fucking thing in like an insanely instantaneous manner that like made him feel small <laughs> at an emotional level he was like it was unreal how fast he killed it <laughs> I've heard uh, I've heard stories yeah, that, yeah that, that's that's a cool thing obviously co-op stuff is cool but, Especially, but it, again like yeah that, that was my bitch about fallout 76 is like not being able to do that like not being able to like just questing have have someone jump in fucking hang out for a bit accomplish stuff in your world yep they leave and you keep going and like all it, you don't lose any of that or you know it's not like a partitioned off fucking area or, or yep. part of the world you know like that's it's like yeah, you that's can choose to do better. it alone or bring somebody in which is cool right. like you can even password it so it's like hey I only want my friend to come in and kind of help. You know what I mean? Oh, so you can just open it up and motherfuckers just show up. Yeah, I, I, that's uh, what I'm doing because I don't know. You know, I I know people who are playing, but they're often not playing the same time as me. So I'm just like, right. I just you can just summon and just whoever's around who's like, yeah, I'll jump in and and help out. But that's even fun. but the funny thing about that is that I figured that out and that's helpful. But I'm doing a part where there's nobody around. Like I'm doing the summoning thing, nobody's around. But I know I fa- I found this item that tells me. I can summon NPCs to help me, and I can't figure out how to get it to work. So this is an instance in which I'm sitting here like, 
I looked it up right before we got on in our podcast. So when we're done, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do it because I'm like, why can't I get this to work? Like this tells me I should be able to get these guys to come and fight with me. And was it just a functional misunderstanding, or or was it? Yeah, it's not, it seems like it's just like, hey, you can use this in certain places you can, certain places you can't. So I'm like, all right, maybe I just tried it too close, like right outside this the area instead of like closer to the stake or something. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna go figure it out. <laughs> Like, there's no reason I shouldn't make this, this should not be workable, you know. But, yeah, man, it's a Work. it's a fantastic game. I'm going to keep freaking playing it. Uh, yeah, but other than that, next game, as you can see, Star Wars, Lego Star Wars, a Skywalker Saga. Um, <laughs> we, is, this the same one you, is this the same one you talked about last time? I, I may have started it. I, I talked about I was going to buy it, but, like, I didn't buy it uh, until, like, now. But, yeah, I mean, the whole family was looking forward to this one. So, for context, we love the Lego games. Like, we have almost all of them. I'm talking when we got our Xbox One, when it first was released, the original Marvel Le- Avengers Lego game. Then we got Lego Movie, Lego Movie 2, Lego Worlds, Lego Hobbit. Pirates of the Caribbean, Batman 3, City Undercover, DC Super Villains, Harry Potter. I mean, should I go on? We love the freaking Star uh, sure, Wars games. Shareholders dude. love you. Right? I mean, they're good. <laughs> like, especially, like, we pretty much got them when my daughter was, like, four, right? So she grew up playing those games, you know, because they were one of the easiest types of games for her to play. And who doesn't love Legos, right? So, anyway, so we love them. But we had the Xbox 360 version of Lego Star Wars, which was supposedly like the complete saga. And it's the Xbox 360 version. And so it's just too old. Like when you play it versus newer versions, like the characters can't talk. There's no cinematics. Like the split screen is dynamic and very like wonky. So it's hard. Like you, you're always pulling your other character and it's just, it's just not fun. So we tried to get, you know, we tried to play through it a couple years ago and it was just like, this is we just can't can't get through it. And so when this came out, I was super excited because it's a completely different game with like cinematics, like fully active characters who walk, talk, like obviously the the graphics are like next gen like legit real so graphics with Legos on top te- of them. It's technically just a remaster, is that what you're saying? No, no, no. It's a completely different game. It's not it's not they didn't even take the same game. They just like said we're starting over and redoing all of it. And it has like characters from like not even just the 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 nine movies. Obviously, the last one only had six, but this has all nine movies. Uh, Solo, the Solo movie, the Mandalorian characters in it, and like it has a full character leveling system, which is different. And like, bottom line, if you like Star Star Wars and have any affinity for Legos at all, you will love this game. It is just graphically better than I would have expected. Like. It's almost like, you know, when we played Sea of Thieves, it's like that level of background everywhere with, like, Legos on top of it. And it just it just works. You know what I mean? So. Cannot talk enough about that game. So, okay. And it's a kid so favorite, so obviously. It's, so it's not like... I'm What I'm envisioning looking at that is... What the fuck was that game? That Minecraft Wacom game. What the hell was that? Uh... Like, Minecraft Dungeons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean you. You definitely fight, but you're still. It's still Lego, so you're building stuff. Like you're you're going through stories and cinematics, and I mean, yeah, you're fighting, but it's not like. 
It's not a dungeon crawler. I just mean in, in that kind of like, it's just kind of like, like Minecraft, the dungeon games, you know, it's just kind of like just jamming that button is really all it was. <laughs> mm, no, because you have to, there's, the way that they do it, so you have to unlock certain characters and come back during free play to do different things and build special things. It's it's much more than just kind of like the, let me just hit this button over and over. Okay. So it's more complex to me than Minecraft right now. I mean, Minecraft has its own thing. Let me not disrespect Minecraft, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just talking about the dungeons. I'm really, you know, we've, we've just yeah, yeah. played the actual Minecraft, just that dungeon crawling game. Okay, word, but high quality. But then, man, also <laughs> Trivial Pursuit Live too. Have you ever played Trivial Pursuit, like even the board games back in the yeah, day? No, I, I have the I have the a 20th anniversary version that okay. came out in like the late. I guess well probably like 2001 or something like that. Wow. So okay. so it's like it's it's specifically essentially it came out in 2001 which is about when I was 20. So it's like it's basically my life. It, it's like a, <laughs> a time ca- it's a time capsule of the first half of my life. So I, I mean it's still fucking children's student still hard. Uh but yeah, I fucking uh, I I've had that. It's one of the few things I like still have from college in all honesty. Like there's like only nice. a handful of especially like a board game that has just made it through everything. And yeah, it's uh, so yes, I have. I dig Trivial Pursuit. Nice. Sure. Well, we have, as a family, like played the original Trivial Pursuit a lot. You know, it was a lot of fun. But we knew that Trivial Pursuit Live Two was coming, and so we jumped on it and sorely needed because we got all new questions. You know, we played the old one so much that we were starting to get repeat questions that are kind of pretty easy, and we're like, all right, we need to you know upgrade. But this one, so many new questions that. You know, love to see that. Of course, new avatars, things to get us excited about. You know, playing like and getting pres- different. Does it present the questions? And like, I mean, what I'm do you mean? To think like, there's, there's got to be. It's got to do. There's got to be some. Like, I don't know. There's got to be some multimedia experience. Uh, something going on in it that's not just. It's not. It can't be like playing Monopoly on NES. There's got to be more going on. <laughs> well, it has yeah. To, I mean, like, does, aren't the questions like video? Like, like, what the fuck? Like, is it? Is it? It's got to have some sort of high there's functionality. N- there's not really video, but they do. So each of the different modes like make you do different stuff. So sometimes it's everybody takes turns choosing questions. Other times you gotta like get there faster than everybody else, so you're moving your fra- your cursor quicker. So like, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of interactivity there, um, and your avatars do most of the the stuff and. That's another thing. So you're as you play and unlock certain question categories or getting more get more questions right within certain categories like geography or arts and arts and leisure. Um, you unlock different stuff to your avatars, which customize them like so much more than you would expect. So that kind of makes you it makes us excited to continue playing after we finish a game to see like oh how do we get, they, they open loot crates for you guys they, they did basically it's, <laughs> it's, it's not even crates though it's like they did it in a very simplistic way where it's like oh you answered 50 sports questions correctly like now instead of your base character looking like a chef you can switch him up and now he can you know look like a basketball player or something or you know and each of those also has different kind of it's it's definitely not just kind of like skin swaps it's they did it in a thoughtful way which just adds just enough just enough of a little care to keep playing as well, you know. So, very well done, very well done. So, do you just pass controller then? Is that how that works? For no, you? no, multiple controllers. Yeah, you. I mean, you could do single controller, but if you have multiple, there's no reason to 
Like it, it to me that would make it much more limiting on all the times where you have to like get there first. Like I don't even know how uh, yeah. you would play that unless they just eliminated all that and then yeah. I, I imagine know. I imagine they do. Or they could just time it maybe. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. Still uh, still less fun. Okay. Yeah. Word. Yeah, but those are the main ones. I mean I'm still you know, I kinda think I'm kinda getting done with Halo until the next I mean, which is perfect because the next season two is coming out. Like I need something more to do there. More maps or something. But uh yeah, those are those are the main games. Uh seasons. It bothers me so much that the game video games are referred to in seasons now. Well, but if like you think Fortnite when they talk about Fortnite fucking new season, like these I just want to jump off a fucking roof, dude. Listen to someone talk about a new Fortnite. Yeah, season. but at the same time, yeah. like in the in the case of Halo, it's a game that I come back to for PVP, just because I jump, I like jumping in like the the battleground level, you know, player versus player action because it's fun. And so, but after a while, like it's fun, but I have to keep playing different modes. Like I started playing free for all where you're not on teams, and I've been winning, which has been fantastic. Like I, you know, I, that's a mode I never did before. But I'm just trying different stuff because I'm kind of getting tired of the same stuff over and over. So for them to have a second season where they bring in different maps, different modes, different, you know, switch it up, then it keeps the game fresh. So, especially for a free-to-play game, like, I need a reason to come back. It's it's fun, but not... You gotta is give me it, something. Is it, is it not... It, are, what I think is funny about it is, like, the seasons, because it's ranked and all that, and it, like, resets everything. And I, I think it's funny that, like, you know, I don't know, that you, you know... You fall so far behind that you're just like, I don't even want to play anymore because I'm so far behind relative to the masses. Well, you know, and a new season like lets you jump in, even though you know you still, for this season, are not going to be able to play as much as those fucking monkeys anyways. So, or again, you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> Yeah, but the, I, I think the way they do it, though, with the rank is that, like, first of all, you don't even have to play ranked. So the seasons don't even matter when it comes to that. The only thing that would matter, too, is if you got into the ranked matches where you're actually really, really trying. And even then... The, it's the way the ranked is structured. It's not even like, oh, you played longer than me, so you're better. It's like you do your test 10 matches, and then it places you based on where you landed against other players of your skill rank. So it's like you could jump in, and if you're naturally like better at shooters and you place higher, it's going to start you off against other people in that rank who are like of similar kill-death ratio. So yeah, from that standpoint, like the timing doesn't even really matter. It's just more if you want to... like sign up for the battle pass and earn all the power babies on the way. The you know, that's babies. the only thing that really matters from a timing standpoint. Otherwise you're good. Yeah. Miyagi, gotta get those power babies, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of lots okay. of freaking gaming, man. What uh, what okay. about you? What are you jamming on these days? No fucking gaming, man. I haven't had any fucking time. I finished that maniac I said I was gonna in anticipation of us getting closer to it in the timeline, I said I was going to finish it in, uh, on that Day of the Tentacle iOS. Yeah. Like, the game inside the game, you know? I did finish it. Um, yeah, and, you know, I, honestly, I was, like, I'm kind of thinking maybe I didn't ever finish it. Like, it, it, oh, really? the, thing, the tough thing the tough thing is because the game has m- numerous endings based on the characters that you pick. Because mm. each characters have different skill sets that you have to exploit in order to get to an end game, you know? Yeah. So, it's distinctly possible that I finished it, but it was a completely different ending, so that's why it seemed so unfamiliar to me. But yeah, I finished it and it was yeah, it felt very unfamiliar to me. So I don't yeah, I don't know if I'd ever finished it before or not. But pretty cool, pretty fun. Surprised you know, it's it's I don't know. 
it's like we were talking about with the Final Fantasy shit in the last side quest episode. It's just like your childhood perception of difficulty and like the time spent and like the magnitude of your accomplishment. All that is just completely different. Forty year old adult. It's like I finished it and I was like, oh, that was way easier than it seemed. Right. <laughs> Uh, but cool nonetheless, and it, it is yeah. just a fantastic game. And like, I just can't like, I, I you know, if you, I, I've said it a million times already. But if you get past the interface, I think like an adult experiencing that for the first, like if you've never played that game, and you're able to yes, like fucking look past that clicking shit and the rough ass interface they have. Like the game in there is so fun and interesting and and well done and smart and just original you know it's just such an a wildly original video game uh or story you know uh, i think if you get past all that stuff it'd be really cool to experience for the first time uh, nice. so yeah that's it man other than that playing fucking walkabout a shit ton of course you know because it's literally such a like pick up and you know kind of like your yeah. halo match is just like i only have to spend 11 minutes doing this you know and maybe it's time for bed <laughs> yeah fucking work super fucked right now i like, i've basically taken work i'm i'm gonna be I have a thing that starts the 21st, finishes on the 23rd. I got one day off, start another thing on the 25th to the 3rd of May. And then I'll technically already be two days into a feature shooting through the beginning of June in Malibu. So, like, fucking got to make that Buffalo Bills money. But, uh, yeah, pretty much working working nonstop for, like, two and a half months, which is not how my life usually goes. (laughs) Got to do it. Well, it lines up with me. I think I'm going to be pretty busy as well the next two months also. So, yeah. man. We'll figure it out. Uh, so let's talk about this fucking magazine. title theme for Bandai Golf's Challenge Pebble Beach. And that is bringing us into, let's see if we can get it right here, game players, that's with an apostrophe, a possessive players, strategy guide to Nintendo games, uh, which right, is right. Quite, a, quite a mouthful for a magazine name. And it is like, you know, when I first saw this and I, like, I was thinking about like let's do this as random rags and like as excited because I had this issue as a child like when I first saw it I did not assume that it was a any sort of that it was a periodical like I assumed it was like some sort of you know they might have made multiple of them but it's like a special non-regular regularly produced strategy guide yeah as opposed to a magazine you know and but no this is like a magazine with volumes you know whatever this is volume two number three i think there's six issues in this particular year so by bi- bi-monthly you know and yeah i don't know the way it's the contents are not really magaziney that name is not magaziney yeah it's, there's a lot that's going on with it that's not magaziney and so it's funny to me that it was a magazine but in any event uh, yeah, I believe this is year two. I think that's what volume two means. And it, this was on newsstands in June of 1989. It's got a 395 US dollar cover price, 495 Canadian dollar. So they thought this was worth more than Nintendo Power. And wow. Okay. Okay, player. Okay. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> we shall uh, see. 
Yeah, it does have 30 more pages, I guess, but there's plenty of ads in here to balance that out, I think. It's not, there's definitely not more content than a issue in Nintendo Power or Sega Visions or anything like that. Anyhow, the cover is some really, really, really janky artwork trying to convey vibes of buying a commando, skate or die, and I'm guessing Gogo 13 is that dude there in the bottom left shooting that, that thing, you know? So, I, yeah, you know, yeah. I, like, I suppose if it was not in this context, like a magazine cover, I mean, where I was supposed to associate these things with video games, specific video games, it would probably be cool. You know, this would be a cool illustration. Like, there's no fucking question it's better than anything I could draw. Like, I'll lay that out there right now. But if this was sitting next to an issue of Nintendo Power, that, it, like, a Todd is picking up the Nintendo Power 100 out of 100 times. All the time. <laughs> you know, All you the know time. I mean? This is very, very low budget I mean, it's almost like... <laughs> it's almost like... The artwork could be pulled straight out of, like... A Marvel comic issue at the time, except for all the white space and everything around it, right. making it very, yeah, it, if it looks very low budget. That's I can't think of anything better to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. on the bottom. This is definitely on the bottom shelf of the cereal aisle. <laughs> that, yeah. And like the, <laughs> there's so much to it. Like it takes up like 25. It, not like it takes up 25 percent of the cover. The title does easily. Yeah, yeah. if not more, and not yeah. and, and it's and, and not because of some ornate flowery font but because it's just words <laughs> just too many fucking words just too many fucking words yeah and then we got a zelda two secrets is a band in the top left there the top right Ooh. is a pow bubble filled with a bunch of fine print covering the publisher's ass a signal researching <laughs> publication not affiliated with nintendo of america inc which you see multiple times in the magazine so they were super uptight about pissing off nintendo with this stuff and then they tease a bunch of games in uh uh little bullet point list on the left there. Under Super Strategy, we have Bionic Commando, Google 13, Metal Gear, Mylon Secret Castle, and Ultima. Exciting. And under Hits and Previews, we have Anticipation, Blades of Steel, Mystery Quest, Operation Wolf, and Skate or Die. And the last newsstand passerby attention grabber is a block in the bottom right that says another... Well, it's not a power bubble, actually. It's just a block there. Uh, 30 hot Nintendo games. It, sh- it, f- it feels like it should be a power bubble, though. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So I like, the, yeah. I like the Zelda 2 emphasis, though. I mean, I, I don't think I've seen that really so far. And that's a game I never beat, so. Oh, yeah. You missed. Yeah, you missed the. Well, there was the. Yeah, the. the what the fuck were they called now? I'm spacing. The Nintendo Phone Club News. Like, one of the issues was pure, almost purely dedicated to. Zelda 2. So there's a bunch of shit in there. And then one of the... It was the first year, of course, of Nintendo Power had a nice, big, meaty of course. feature. <laughs> so yeah, you, you missed that. But yeah, that, that, I mean, yeah you know, that, and that's... We'll get to it, of course, when we get to those pages. But that, I mean, that is probably... That's one of, like, four things that I think make this... That, that even kind of nudge this in the direction of a magazine. That... And a few other things, because that's actually yeah. in the form of letters, you know, which was surprising to me. I didn't. I immediately noticed it. Like, oh, okay. Tell, tell me, show me what you got. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is where that I would like to disclaim that the reason we were random ragging this mag is because I own this issue as a child, and like the random, like I don't even, I don't, I'm not sure how I obtained it. My, I'm guessing I copped it from a drug mart newsstand or something like that, maybe, or or, <laughs> or like a gas station, like as my little opening bullshit maybe insinuated. And yeah, I was definitely not a subscriber though and definitely never had any other issue of it. And, you know, it does something fierce to my nostalgia core. So I enjoyed the hell out of this reading it. <laughs> but 
I, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know where. I just don't know where where this was, and I just yeah, it was it was it's such like a just a a dusty corner of my childhood, you know. That's well, like, but think about the think about the newsstands at the time. Like you go to a gas station or 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 a mini mart of some 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 sort, like a UDF, and they might have cool new magazines that you never heard of. And if it's like a subject you like, like video games, I'm pretty sure that's how I found out about EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly, and be- for sure. Started loving that because I would go to freaking Kroger when my mom was grocery shopping. And I'm like, I'm going to go over here to the magazine section and check out the latest EGM. Like, that's how that became. So I'm but pretty that's, sure that's a real that could have easily happened. That's a real magazine, though. <laughs> 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 a real magazine that lasts. I don't know. Man. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even know. I'm surprised I didn't look that up, actually. I don't know how long this lasted. But even if it's already year two, you got to think it's on somebody's shelf yeah, somewhere. I guess, you know? yeah. So I assume you did not have any experience with the mag, though. This this particular not at all. Yeah, not that I can more. remember. I I don't recall this logo. These words, if you can call the words a logo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was yeah. definitely new for me. Totally unfamiliar. Okay. Well, moving into this monstrosity, we kick it off with a two banger from Acclaim. It's the the first half is their wireless wireless infrared controllers. We've seen this many a time. And ladder Love is it. for Airwolf, the jet copter flying deal. I'm absolutely certain we've talked about before. And yep. I remember talking about the TV show's creator. And, and, but the ad, the ad does feel new to me, though. I like the title up top. It takes more than guts to command Airwolf. That's the headline. And then it's got a cool yeah. teen and a leather bomber and sunglasses. NES controller held awkwardly below his chin in a way no kid has ever played NES before, like so many ads do. And, <laughs> Definitely a director move. Can you, can you hold it up here like this? <laughs> yeah, I need it in frame. Yeah, by yeah. your but face. This, but this isn't natural. This isn't natural. Don't worry about That's it. That's right. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and both lenses, speaking of fixing and post, both lenses on his shades have the same shot of the, of the chopper superimposed onto them, and we haven't had in a while, Jay. Can we get a cursory? Get to the chopper! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's been a while since we had some chopper action. Like most of what Acclaim does, this game is meh. There is lots of interesting and solid art, dope title music, which I think we will maybe touch on later. And which, so it's yeah, I obviously wrote this before I knew you were going to do that, so that's fun. But uh, the gameplay is whack as fuck, unfortunately. Yeah. From there, we move into the table of contents. Gets two pages, and it has full screenshots and the outside margins. They look all right. They're bigger than the ones in Nintendo Power, I guess I would say. But the look is very basic. It looks more like a Microsoft Works word processor file than a video game mag table of contents, in my opinion. <laughs> right? I, I do like that they give us real screenshots, not weirdly cropped yeah. shots. And this, like I mean, this ma- yeah, this magazine in general, it. I think they could look better. It's not the best capture. Yeah. Uh, of them, but it is, yeah, they are, that's fucking everywhere in this bag. Yeah. Every feature has like 20 of them, you know? So yeah, they, that, that is one thing I do, I do, do like about Give them. me, give me some borders, maybe well, get yeah, the fine, a little pizzazz, some layout, you know? give yeah, me a little some something sort of, there. What yeah, you got? Give me a little spice on there. Yeah, some, some, some sort of creative <laughs> fucking, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Interpret, not interpretation, but like some sort of creative influence on the visual that you're looking at, not just, yeah, yeah. It's, it literally, <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, it's just like the digital version of someone just chucking a pile of photos at you, you know, just like wherever they land, <laughs> that's what we're going to look at. And, and like, you're going to tell, you're going to tell me tips about the things in the photos and you're like, which one? <laughs> it's, it's like, like I'm envisioning, of course me again, I'm thinking, how could this have happened? This tells me the person who created this, the editor, is just like, you know what? 
were all about strategy. We're all about giving the player content, just screenshots, giving them what they need to do to succeed. Data. That's what we're going to be pure. That's what it is. Yeah, hard <laughs> data. We don't need any. It's like it's like Cedar Point. Like we don't need any. We don't need a fucking like. There's no. Uh, we're not gonna. You know, we don't need a fucking garden approaching the Superman themed ride. Like no. Cedar Point's like <laughs> no. It's a fucking roller coaster. Yeah, we're gonna paint it a color and we're gonna call it a bug or something. But there's no bullshit. Like we're gonna and and next year we're gonna knock down the last one we had, uh, the oldest one we have, and build the newest, biggest, tallest, fastest roller coaster. It's like it's all about the roller coaster. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we're about. <laughs> yeah, we don't need the bullshit. We got our yeah. strategic advantage. Down yeah, pat. but Thank you Cedar very Point's much. strategic advantage is better than this magazine's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so every game gets its own line and small blurb here, which makes for more of a bunch of fine print that's likely never been read in its entirety by anyone in all of human history, as opposed to no. like teasers, which you know is I think intended to be. Yep. The next page has a masthead, a bunch more legalese further distancing the publisher and mag from the Nintendo of America um, copyrights and and trademarks and what have you that uh, intellectual property various intellectual properties <laughs> that Nintendo might own and then the letter from the editor is titled editor's notes and Selby Bateman works in a rad and two uses of hottest here that make her sound like a mom trying to sound cool to her kids in a minivan on the way home from school more so than you know someone who's actually cool <laughs> <laughs> Which is how all of them were. So that's you know, great. No faulting, no faulting her specifically. It's just the nature of this. People, people making content that didn't understand the content they were making for people who were actually consuming the content. You know what I mean? That's how all these magazines were to some degree or another. Because the kids, because the the adults making them did not grow up playing these games. No, definitely not. These days, very different situation. Yeah, yeah, very different. <laughs> So then we have that dog tire Taito Operation Wolf ad bridging us to the game player's mailbag. And again, I mean, I've said it a bunch of times, but how much did these fucking people, Taito, I mean, have in the advertising campaign budget for this game? <laughs> this game, <laughs> this ad has been in every game pro since the beginning of time. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe their uncle had a lot of money or something and he was all in. He was investing. You know, yeah. he was like, we're, we're making we're this making, work. So. Yeah, this Operation Wolf thing is going to happen. Right, and I, you know, it probably did. I mean, I knew about it as a kid, I, and I kind of remember fondly. And it's actually in the mag. We'll talk about it later. But anyhow, letters, two pages of them, broken up by a shitty NES peripheral omitted ad, and <laughs> right from the jump, we have a fucking gem. Two of them, actually. Players in Los Angeles, California, and Saskatchewan, Canada, which is where Baker Mayfield, sorry ass, is probably playing next season, are are both <laughs> up in arms about a Simon's Quest tip they got from a prior issue of this mag that suggest that suggested offering the ferryman garlic does not work in in the game, <laughs> and the editors lead off their reply with, "Oops, <laughs> forget the garlic, no big deal." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then proceed to explain how they fucked up, and it's actually Dracula's rib and or eye. You should show the fairy man. And this dude, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It, it tickles my my cold, dead heart. <laughs> the, the idea that these two, and no doubt, I mean, obviously, plenty of other poor Simon's Quest players that read the this thing were sitting in their rooms, just banging their fucking heads against the wall, trying to get garlic to work in this near already. It's already a near impossible game, right? <laughs> so like. They, 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 they probably hit numerous other walls in their plane of it, you know, and they have this one, this, this, this little moment, and they get the magazine, and they're like, oh, 
fuck, that's it. That's the answer. Okay, I got the answer. And they go there because they think this omnipotent being, this magazine, and there's now in their life, has the answer. And they go there, and it still doesn't work. And, like, there's just no other information sources available. There's no internet to fact check. They're just sitting in their fucking bedrooms, deceived and hopeless. And it is great. <laughs> it's just a great, great thought and different time that I, uh, I just cannot enjoy anymore than I already do. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sitting over here thinking, like, where did this come from? Did somebody just make that up because they didn't know an answer to the question? Like they didn't really know. Uh, like how do you mix up something like that? I you know want to I mean? give. I want to. Well, if, uh, we just said the reason because they these they didn't actually. You know, to this, it's like they just made up something. Well, it's well, not even made up. They like you know they just misplay. You know, it's like you know. I mean, I, I the re, the analogy that's popping into my head now is like you know. A wife sends her husband to the grocery store for fucking ten things, and he does a half-assed <laughs> job of listening, and he comes back with five of the wrong things because he just doesn't care and wasn't paying attention. And that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what this is. Like it's the editors and writers, like whoever the person that sat and figured it out or got the information from fucking um, Konami or who you know, however they obtain the information, the communication of it to the person who wrote that. Didn't care. Like it, it, there was something lost in the cracks, and they didn't care, and didn't fact check it, or didn't double check it, or didn't edit it, or whatever the fuck it was, and just didn't care. And then just like the wife has to just make do now, you know? <laughs> She's just got to make dinner anyways, even though she wasn't given the proper tools. <laughs> like you cross-referenced the wrong ingredients. <laughs> that was the wrong. You hit the wrong Excel column there. Yeah. So yeah, that is just fucking beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. That is yes, of just a different time. Uh, I love that they just kind of gla- glazed over it, just like whoops, sorry. <laughs> <You're> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Knowing, yeah, uh, you know, they're admitting wrong, sure, but they're not. They are not acknowledging the actual impact of their actions. You know what I mean? They're <laughs> right. they're not acknowledging the fact that yes, these kids, this is bi monthly, so. I don't Who know. Knows was it, how was it even time. the last issue? I don't know. It could have been four months ago that these kids have been sitting there. They've been sitting there for four months with this wrong information, just like not understanding. They've probably been <laughs> proliferating it at school. It's probably fucking, you know, this information is probably moving through masses of children, in this, in this misinformation. <laughs> you know, they're, not, they're not acknowledging that responsibility at all in their admission of the guilt here. It's just like, ah, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, somebody, I want to, I want to think somebody's in the, in the back room of this issue, like, never admit fault, <laughs> never, yeah, right, right, deflect, yeah, like, yeah, deflect. <laughs> yeah def- just deflect, we right, are the right. experts on everything, yeah. you know, just, yeah, we do, we're, we're already, we're already on the bottom shelf of the fucking cereal aisle, we don't want to go any lower, <laughs> don't, don't admit that you fucked anything up, Play, fake it till you make it, yeah. Any of the other ones? That was the only one that really did anything significant for me, letter-wise. Oh, man. Okay, so one of the other ones, it's talking about, like, using the standard control pad being, like, almost impossible to eat a, to beat a boss. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's the very next one. So, skate or die. It's like, we have found that doing well in the high jump is almost impossible using the control pad. <laughs> like... Basically, get your NES advantage or play a different game. Like that's <laughs> right, right, yeah. pretty brutal. You know that what I mean? Is, that is, especially yeah, especially that they're you know they're so uh, uptight about Nintendo pissing Nintendo off 
You know, right. <laughs> I, I think it's hilarious that they, you know, would do anything to uh, any, any defamation. <laughs> but you know what, though? I'm starting to, to realize, even from the tone, the overall tone of this game player's mailbag, like, this is very much a relaxed type of magazine, if we can call that, M- more akin to like a Discord channel or something like for giving you information, you know what I mean, on a, in a printed form. You know, uh, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I have a note later that I, I think the editorial integrity of this magazine is actually pretty good. Like, I feel like hmm. they are honester, far honester. That that's not a word. But it, should, <laughs> it should be. Then, obviously, Nintendo Power is about these games. You know, like I, oh, like, yeah. you know, there's. I think it's Back to the Future. Or there, there, there's a, whatever the note is. We'll get to it, but like. There's a comment on Back to the Future that's just like, yep, that's true, and it's not good. (laughs) You know? Like, so, yeah, I mean, I I feel like they are actually, you know, trying to be somewhat transparent and forthright about fucking the things that are wrong with these games. And that is incredibly credible, or incredibly commendable, rather, and and, um, one of the virtues of this magazine, for sure, that uh, deserves being mentioned. Uh, so we from there have a fucking FCI highlight ad that brings us uh, you asked for brings us to rather to you asked for it answers to Zelda 2 the adventures of Link and this is in the form of three pages of write-ins they've received for the game so an expanded mailbag for all intents and purposes and there are tons of ads peppered in here <laughs> uh, they have ISOH game, right. uh, game Up alums Mega Man 2 and Strider they have hoops Hal's Air Fortress and Vegas Dream ad that we've seen a fucking bunch of times and the only thing I thought worth mentioning here in the letters for, for Zelda is actually a letter from Bellevue, Washington. Jay. Oh. Hmm. Uh, I guess maybe it, it's uh, it's kind of funny that Steve in Sacktown is, is talking about putting his foot through his TV because he can't find the Sixth Palace. I thought that was kind of funny. But, yeah. The, <laughs> the fact that we had a letter from where you live is the only other thing that mattered to me from this. And this is, a, I mean, you know, a game. I am fucking pretty charged up about, but it was all it was all just very matter of fact, like questions and answers. There wasn't any flair to them, you know. That um, yeah. Really but I mean, looking about. through this, like knowing that I never had anything, like nothing of any sort, not even a manual to help me with Zelda Two. Like I would have loved this. Did you have like, Zelda this Two level and not of the manual? Yeah. Oh, I don't God, even. Dude, it's <laughs> my my memory is hazy now, so I can't remember if I like got it at a flea market or a yard sale or something like that. But it, you know what I mean. But I got it whenever I did. It was like clearly later on in the generation. I'm pretty sure I had kind of moved on the Super Nintendo stuff at the time, and I was like, "Oh, look, Zelda Two, you know." And I'm like playing it with nothing to help me. Was it the gold one at least? Oh yeah, it was definitely yeah. the gold, and that's yeah. that's what's stuck in my mind. Like, oh, this is yeah, so they, cool. There might then, not even have been. I don't even know. They, they might not have made a gray one of that. I think there were gray Zeldas, but I don't think there were gray. Yeah, I don't even recall. But it was. Yeah. I, I I tried, and I remember being so angry and just being like, "Forget this game." Like oh, no manual. That's tough as fuck. <laughs> like yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Now Jeb had it. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, you know, I don't know if we ever made it past as kids. Probably past like the third palace or something like. Yeah, the, the the back half of the game was like I, I remember game genie to the shadow at the end, and like even that couldn't beat it. Then I can't, I haven't beat it as an adult either. I, I can't get past the end of the game. I I tried what you know it was before I was calling them kill quests, but I tried doing that early on when we first started playing because yeah, that's one of my white whales too. And like yeah, 
couldn't fucking do it. <laughs> I, 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 won't, I won't even go back and try it. Like I, I, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, uh, would dude. I would I try Zelda two again with like guides and tips? I'm like, probably not. I don't the know. Six Palace is so brutal. It's I'm just, sure. It, I'm sure it, I can, but I just don't know if I want to. It would be so satisfying. I was playing it on the sure. Switch too. I tried doing it on the Switch too. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And it, I yeah, I could not beat the the end of it. The Six Palace was just like fucking a nightmare, dude. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Switch also has like a new one of the Super Nintendo Zeldas. I can't remember what it was called. I might have to play through it now that you uh, mentioned that. I bet they do, yeah. Add that to the backlog. Okay, so we have a two-page spread peddling their various publications. Uh, this this publisher, I mean, uh, after that. And then they have a, a real catch-all mag that's just called Game Players, and it covers all the consoles as well as PC, Amiga, and Commodore titles, and that appears to be a monthly thing. And there's this mag, of course, which is bi-monthly. And then they have some buyers and strategy guides for the NES as well, like standalone things. So putting out a lot of Nintendo content for someone not at all affiliated with Nintendo. <laughs> hey, they're they're getting in on the game without being yeah. one of the publishers you know for, what i mean sure, so sure. do get what you got to do but yeah, get, get <laughs> disclaim the all the time we do not work for nintendo we do not, <laughs> work for nintendo. We yeah. are not nintendo yeah it was a big pie they weren't the only ones just trying to stick their finger in up over the thing without being seen <laughs> <laughs> so the first of our super strategy features is a five banger on hal's the adventures of lolo so I guess we should talk about the layout style for these. And they are really fucking boring looking. <laughs> it's probably the bridge really version, are. which we kind of touched on already. There's just no anything about them that, to look. There's no aesthetic flair at all. It's black text on white for the game title up top. A big box taking up maybe half of the page-ish with a big screenshot and a few paragraphs explaining what the, the deal is called. And like the headline is the game. So I don't even like... Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. It's just... So, like, no fucking anything. Just nothing. Just the game. <laughs> Very stock. It's like there was some kind of, like, page editor. Just, like, blocks. And oh, like, exactly. Right. Text, yeah, exactly. text here. Microsoft, I'm telling you, like, again, Microsoft works, not Word or any other modern office <laughs> yeah. application. Microsoft works, and it is a magazine layout, school newspaper template thing yep. in there you know whatever the whatever the microsoft with, works with six text box options. <laughs> right exactly yeah yeah exactly and like the colors even are like the colors that i would expect microsoft works to uh supply inherently within within such template such template so yeah it is just woo no effort towards design at all yeah and then the rest of the feature is 90 percent screenshots which is cool in theory if it had you know looked at all good and then there's just black text on white caption below them, you know. So each Which page tells me does... that. Well, that just tells me like if this had any type of viewership, and the fact that we're in year two, maybe it did. I mean, he had to been. They had to have been making freaking dough, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, no, <laughs> like you're no, like no you cost. have no costs. I would think. <laughs> yeah, it's like three dudes. They they bought. Probably not even three copies of Microsoft Works. Probably uh, two <laughs> copies of Microsoft Works, you know. And, yeah, some sort of really uh, basic bitch-ass computer because Microsoft Works did not require uh, a lot of computing power. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of the, yeah, the, rest of the feature, uh, or sorry, each page has a has one solid color shaded box with a tip that, that doesn't really fit with one of the screenshots, you know. So it's kind of just like just a text tip with no screenshot support. And that's on every page. There's no artwork. There's no themed colors. There's virtually no artistic effort whatsoever uh, in the in these things. So it's kind of wild. It's almost yeah. It's I don't know. Again, it's just, it's just cost. That's exactly what it is. It's like they're just like just get it out. You know, just get it out and get the 
accrue the dollars because they're just you know there's just no way you could look at it and go yeah that looks good (laughs) (laughs) you know like yeah i mean the the flows make sense like the information is good information you know it's they're telling you stuff that's important they're kind of walking you through like the highlight the big points of like each level or area or whatnot so it's like from a content standpoint Give you an A, you know, but <laughs> your layout. <laughs> Dog shit. Yeah, I mean, and numbers. there is, like, Metal Gear, for example. I've talked, you know, that's a game I had, and it's so fucking opaque that, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no question. And the second I hit that feature, I was like, I could remember, like, the amount of time I poured over every word in there trying to find answers for very difficult problems <laughs> to me at the time. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, yeah, this, the information Makes is sense. great. It's just, yeah, it's just it's remarkably mundane visually. And there are so many ads. It's weird. In the first third of the magazine, there are so many fucking ads. And then there's none till the end. <laughs> you know, like, I, I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, you charge more because it's in the first third. I'm sure, again, there's, I guarantee it's a fiscal reason for that. But I just, it's such a, it makes for such a shit layout experience, you know, to have that. Just all of it. Just, I mean, just pay like six, seven pages at a time in some cases. Just ads, 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 ads. And then you don't have any the rest of the magazine. So it just, it feels like shit because the first third is just so, so painstakingly full of ads, especially ones that we've seen a million. They're not even new ads for the most part. So right. You know, I mean, that's not, they're not thinking about that, of course, but right. especially from our fucking podcasting 30 years later perspective. But uh, like, I wonder how cool this looked like. How cool did this seem to you as a kid though? That's the question. We, we clearly right, don't yeah. care so, for the format now, but as I mean, a like kid, said, like, how know, did you anything feel? Anything Nintendo was just like a prized possession, man. Like the, you know, I, I thought, like, I think what led to me finding this was those strategy guides, the ones with the red, there's a red, a blue and a green cover, or yes. a red, blue and a yellow cover. And they were, I, I think it was yep. the same publisher. Yep. I, I want to say cool. it certainly, it has very similar vibes to it. Uh, both the cover and just the content, like a lot of it, it feels samey. But yeah, I had those, and I mean, like, dude, you know, I, I talked about how the my first issue of Nintendo Power, the Super Mario Three one, I like hermetically sealed the cover with tape. I did the same thing to the first one of those strategy guides. Like, my little psycho ass is like, this needs to last forever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna need this information forever. I have to preserve this. <laughs> yeah, That's great. So so important to me. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, I mean, it was anything that was Nintendo related was valuable to me. So there's no question that I, this was, it was not, it did not feel like a piece of shit <laughs> to me right, at the time. Right. It, was an, it was an important uh, piece of information, Fair. piece, piece of just, uh, whatever. I want, I wanted to level set with the with the listeners. Like, okay, even though we're talking down about it, like yeah. at the time, probably still, this is dope stuff. So the ads in here are the Bandai shit we've seen, SNK's POW, Tecmo that, with their baseball, uh, football, and ninja. <laughs> Tecmo, Tecmo with baseball, football, ninjas. Slash, slash, slash. Uh, <laughs> that ad we've seen a few times. And then there's an 8-diddler on Capcom's Bionic Commando, and uh, also yet another illustrious ISOH game alumni. And that was BJ, before Jay on the podcast. But I don't know if we've ever talked about this game on here with you are you hip to that game like did you was that a game you liked as a kid this no i can't say it is like looking at it i'm like this doesn't look familiar at all the name of course sounds familiar but looking at it i'm like eh, i don't know that i really even played this at all as a kid i'm yeah, not, not not entirely sure 
Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, one of those. That, that's enough, you know. If, if it's not like a, if it's not a deeply entrenched memory, it's probably no memory <laughs> when, when it comes to yeah. these games in childhood, you know. Especially looking at like the upper right picture screenshot, I'm like, yeah, I definitely don't recall like any any kind of text like that. So that's a that's a no. It sounds very similar to like your, you know. Guerrilla Wars and stuff like that, but right. it's it's not, you know, it's right. like Commando. I think of just Commando, you know, like normal Commando, favorite for many years, but this is not S- that game. Sans Sans Bionic, Sans anything. Yeah, bionic. yeah, no, yeah. So, to me, it, yeah, it was just yeah. I didn't have a ton. Uh, I, I'm sure I did with it a little bit as a child at some point, but yeah, minute memories, if any at all, and like it was a. Yeah, just another one of those war games, you know? Like, it could have been any one of those other ones. That's a great way to, 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 to word it. That just... Yeah, I didn't have any differentiating thing on the surface. Even though it was Capcom and Capcom, like, we've talked about it before, but, like, that meant something to use a child. I don't think it meant anything yeah. to me consciously, but, it you know, Mega Man, like, they're, they're, they they were sure to brand, just like Konami, to, to brand their stuff. It had a look to it. There's no question that it would have looked a little more familiar to me as a child and any child because of the other Capcom brandings, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, this is very, very much could have been a game that I rented as a kid, you know, and had it for three days and it's just not that memorable. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, Well, it's hard to, you know, Jab and I talked about that a lot when we did the game app on it, man, like, that by that arm, the fact that you can't, it's a platformer that you can't jump in is fucking weird and like, Getting yeah, used no to thanks. that. Immedi- immediately, no thanks. <laughs> you, just, uh, you know, once you got going, it's one of those games, the start of emotional costs, yada, yada, yada. Like, once you got going and got accustomed to it, it was cool because it, w- it was different, but well done, you know. But just one, uh, you know, as a child picking it up, and again, <clears throat> you're not going to read the manual. You're not approaching it with any level <laughs> of, like, like, perspective. Like, this is different. I'm going to need to learn something new. You as a child yeah. want to just sit down and go, you know. And, like, and have fun. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not that at first. <laughs> yeah. So they kick this off by pitching this game in the following way. Take Tarzan, put him in an urban setting, give him an artificial vine, and you've got Bionic Commando. And I hate that description. <laughs> That's not a good description, I don't think. Tarzan. Like, I mean, yes, you're swinging. I'm like, I, I don't know if that draws me in. I'm like, right, I'm more yeah. unsure. Right. That's like, that's like a Dick Tracy. Yeah, Tarzan is like in the Dick Tracy category of like far too antiquated of intellectual properties to be appealing to me as a child in yes. 1990, you know, like, yeah, no, nope, sorry. That's Even then cool. they would, that would come out my dad to like... listen to you, but I'm not going to listen to you. You're talking about Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So yeah, there's not much of interest in here other than at the end of the feature, your, the last screenshot is the cinematic you get of the Island blowing up in the in-game sequence. And I talk about this all the time, how much I appreciate the Nintendo powers conscious of not spoiling indies endings and always leaving something for the player to sort on their own in the game features. And God forbid, there's Why? actually a little bit of a reward at the end of a game in the form of a cinematic. Like don't show that to me in a magazine. Let me, earn it and experience it and be awarded by it at the time in the game. And like, yeah, I mean, that's right. the exact fucking opposite here. And they show, they, they show you the I, best thing. I, I'm shocked because like later I was actually going to make a comment. Yeah. They don't do it for it later. all the games. They're like, they Oh, don't... they didn't do it. But yeah. now. Right. Yep. I have the same thing. Yeah. Later there, there's a few, there, there's a, one other one. I think Mario two, I think shows you wart the final boss. And I was like, kind of hate that too. You know? Oh. So yeah, they they're not quite as precious with it in here, and that, I think that's a bummer. 
Huh. A lot of ads in here, too, as there will be with all the fucking things in the mag. And they have this is where we have the Tiger handheld ad for the Simon's Quest version of it and this ad looks fucking badass dude it fucking looks incredible and yeah this is i'm definitely gonna need to hold my trapper keeper in front of my lap as i walk to class after seeing this like I yeah really fucking cool ad um the castlevania everything about the castlevania world is just so cool all the artwork they ever did for it for it was fucking great man definitely this saw this no one different. everywhere i did yeah. not have i did not have this one but i clearly remember this one right yeah i didn't have this one either but yeah this is one i like i think i have memories of like borrowing someone's on the bus and like fucking playing it a little bit yeah i mean i feel like this might be even one of the earlier ads for these types of games you know what i mean so i I don't remember a lot of ads for those i mean that's kind of i mean yeah i've definitely never seen that ad before you know and it's not like Hmm. and yeah i mean i can't think of a tiger handheld ad at all I know we, I mean, we've definitely seen the Acclaim handhelds. We've seen some of the Konami handhelds, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, for example. But I don't think I've, we've seen any Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. And I feel like Tiger LCD was also like a big, oh. Oh, for the, a while, you know, they were like, may have been the tops. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Perhaps. Way, way <laughs> not perhaps, w- without a doubt, infinitely more. Yeah. Uh, they had all the lights. I mean, Acclaim was obviously just doing Acclaim games, you know, yeah. so they had some cool licenses, but. Like wrestling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But not anywhere near as many. And then Konami, the only one I ever remember. I think they had a G.I. Joe one and a Top Gun one, too. But, mm. again, just Konami games, you know. So, Tiger had licenses for everything. Disney. Disney was later, a later deal. They That wasn't part of their initial thing. But, they, yeah, I mean, they just, so many. You know, like, that's a fucking Konami game. Or, no. Yeah, that's a Konami game. Castlevania, Simon's Quest is a Konami game. So Tiger started having... That must have been it. That was probably how the mm. Konami ones happened. Is, you know, Tiger did a few licenses of those. And Konami was like, whatever they paid to, to make that happen was that Konami was like, we can make way more money doing that. Like, that, a chimpanzee can make these fucking things. Like, look at them. They're like, how shitty they are. <laughs> you know? Like, we can fucking figure these out. And, you know, make them ourselves. And that's exactly probably how that went down. <laughs> A Trade West joint showcasing dog shit John Elway's quarterbacks in here. And then we have a claim is wasting a, speaking of a claim, is wasting a full fucking page ad on Othello. And, you know, Othello ain't a bad board game, but a full page ad for an NES version of it? Give me a break. Like, that cannot be well-spent advertising dollars. <laughs> I, I don't even play Othello as a board game, so this does not appeal to me. Yeah, it was, I mean, I've never owned one in my life. But it was a game that's like it was in a lot of classrooms and shit, and I I remember yeah. like playing it every now. And I've again. seen it around, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you that see it on people's shelves, around, but I don't know where he, I don't know I don't know where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have five pages on that are dedicated to Google thirteen and just fucking kill me now, please. I refuse to talk. Right? About it. <laughs> Why? I move. I move that we banish it to the ISOH Purgatory that we sent the Power Glove to long ago, which we just did earlier. Peripheral omitted. This will now be what is the Victokai game omitted? <laughs> second, <laughs> yes. second. No, J, no do, longer do, spoken of. <laughs> do you second, Jay? Second. Motion passes. Let it be done. Ads here <laughs> are Hal's Lolo deal. American Sammy has once uh, has one. I don't recall a scene for a game called Thundercade that I also have no recall of the game of. And lastly, we have a Bonwell joint for their quick shot joystick peripherals. And yes, Thundercade's a new game I've never seen. So, okay, actually have one to play here. And it is a vertically scrolling arcade shmup that dropped in August of 89. And I fired it up. Did you fire it up? I did not. I almost did. I I almost did. And I was like, 
Yeah, no, nah, I'm going to pass. I had to download it for sure. It was not in the fucking library, which you know how that goes. And total dog shit. Yeah, total dog shit. It's, it's, <laughs> it did, I did like the fun cut scene after the title screen. It's a motorcycle. I posted it on the fucking thing, the clip on the, yeah. on the socials. But it's the motorcycle whizzing down the road in front of a city skyline backdrop. The message, urgent instructions, destroy enemies in the atomic power plant. Good luck. That's pretty fun. But that is the end of the fun with this game. Uh. It's like a... It's like a scrolling, vertically scrolling. Uh, you're on. I think it's a motorcycle. Probably given that ad, can't really tell in game. But it's like a motorcycle. You're scrolling and like it's just a fucking. Can't see what you're looking at. Can't tell what's coming at. It's just a fucking ugly, 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 shitty feeling game. So. Well, you you know when they lost me, it's when they said that you'll be assaulted by karate killers in miniskirts, and I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Actually sounds what, what fun. That sounds like okay. They're at least doing something original here, and you, <laughs> when you're playing it, it does not feel original. <laughs> uh, the quick shot ad is touting that ridiculous 15 million units sold worldwide shit that we've clowned on before. So we've seen that. Quick shots for hot shots is the tagline above a very generic looking kid or scene of a kid lying down in space playing one of their hulking infrared controllers. Uh, so it's it's kind of a fucking wacky ass ad that is mildly interesting but uh, we know how right and the sh- with the shadow he's clearly supposed to be floating like right. why is he floating <laughs> like what does that makes him the whiz master like i don't understand so. right it, yeah he's in space so <laughs> what is the shadow being cast on <laughs> yeah you're confusing me Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Which is what they're trying to do. That's what adver- we've talked about before. We're advertising <laughs> is trying to confuse you enough to where you think you need it, but don't want to ask any questions. <laughs> or can't ask any questions. Super Dodgeball All-Star theme. And yeah, Hot Tracks. Yeah, they, Love yeah, it. Yeah, all three. Yeah, the, the, like I said, the golf one had me fucking dying. I don't know why. Just the second it came on, I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we kick in the door here with a five spot on SNK's Guerrilla War. Speaking of miscellaneous military games, one of many vertical shooter commando knockoffs they spat out. And it's probably not a bad game for the genre, but I'm all set on it. <laughs> Dude, how can you... How can you not want to play this game? Look at that opening. The CIA tried and failed, etc. Now it's your turn. Like, <laughs> let's go. Like, I also love the fact. Can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that you cannot select the highest difficulty in this game until you like play through. Like, until you play. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. I actually so, didn't. I didn't fire I like it up. It. We, we've seen this a long time ago, so I didn't refire it back up. Yeah. No. I mean, it's you know, it's like I said, it's it's not a bad game for the genre, but it's. Akari Warriors, command, it's all the, 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 there's a million of these, it's just, you know, I just don't, uh, yeah, there's, well, looking at this, though, there's more variation than I thought, like, just being able to get into tanks and kind of do, I know, some different stuff than what I thought was possible with this game, so, I don't that know, kind of gave that, me I a little more I love that interest. about Akari Warriors, yeah, like, the first time, I mean, that's like, even though that is just a notoriously bad game by most people's standards like i just remember it so fondly because as a child like the koch co-op and the being able to get into yeah. tanks was just like oh so cool you know <laughs> just literally roll those motherfuckers over <laughs> like great can never argue with being able to do that i mean yeah yep. 
The only add-in here is Super Dodgeball, and we've been there, done that, and just heard the song. Then we have a five-dinger on Ultra's Metal Gear, and that's another ISOH alum, and one of my personal favorite NES games of all time. And this is where, yeah, I realized that this magazine's game features are ordered alphabetically. What a weird fucking decision for the game mag. For a game mag, rather. That's another reason why it doesn't feel like a magazine to me. Like, why, like... Alphabetical? That's like that's a that's a glossary or an index. That's not a magazine. That's why I like <laughs> it's just like this is a guide. It's like here's the guide. It laid out in a logical manner for you. To know. <laughs> Here are the facts. Right, right, you know, yep, right? Right, right. That's a great. Yeah. Yep, <sighs> that is exactly it. So these pages on Metal Gear, coupled with the amazing pack-in map that comes with the game, are yeah, like I mentioned earlier, how my underdeveloped little child mind was able to functionally navigate this less than obvious game in any way, shape, or form. And they even touch on this in that table setting box with here's the copy. Metal Gear is so challenging that the manufacturers even packed a detailed map of one level of Katafi's layout in each game box, something few NES game makers have ever done, as if daring you to win even with such an advantage. That's hot. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. But yeah, this and is I a never huge... played it. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, you missed it. It's it's another one. I mean, I know. I think actually, I think you could. This that's this is something you. I think you would actually enjoy this. It's fucking weird, mm. and there's a. It's kind of broken in a lot of ways, but it's just there's so much cool shit, and there's enough kind of arcadey gameplay in it that I think I think you could have fun with it. I think you would have fun with it. Uh, you probably wouldn't be able to beat it, but not without looking it up. <laughs> but I think I think that you would definitely at least enjoy it because there is enough. You know, at first it has that startup thing of like because it's definitely a, a stealth-minded game, and you have these early game moments where you, you start off with nothing. That you're just, you know I'm a gun or anything, so you have to like work your way to the weaponry and the accessories and shit that you get that make the game really cool. So there is like a little bit of a startup emotional deal because you're gonna like that first jungle sequence where you got to punch your way through and just run from everything. Like that's not it's so different than an NES game of the time mm. in that you have to you know. Approach Isn't this the predecessor of that Renegade game or something like that? The Snake's Revenge. Snake's Revenge. Yeah, and yeah. I hate no, that and, game. And, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and oh, no, it's see. that's what I said. Like that, it's the same, but so different, dude. It's it's not. Okay. Yeah, it, it's not. It's completely different. Completely different game. And this one is so much better. So much better. So yeah, don't definitely don't definitely don't lump them into the same thing. I mean, there there are, there are certainly <laughs> overlaps and there's frustrations in this game, but it's not anything like that game. I would say, yeah. But huge part of my NES dumb as a child, this game. Page 51, the screenshot and caption about the swinging bridge is just fucking tattooed into my memory banks, dude. Like, the slow motion, if your controller is equipped with it, is a big help. And I just, like, I thought it was just so fucking cool that my controller, the NES Advantage, indeed did have this highly specialized functionality, you know. It's like... It might be the only thing I ever used it for in my entire childhood that was any, like, real functional benefit, you know? Like, that actually had, like, an in-game, real-time use that was helpful. Other than that, it was just a gimmick to, like, quickly pause and unpause games. Thank Josh Allen they didn't spoil this game in these pages. I could be even more irreversibly broken as a person than I already am if they had because this, yeah, this was, like... This and, again, that map were, like, the things... They were, like, my Bibles while I was, while I was trying to get through this game, so, like... I was. I think I ended up having to use a password to get to the end, anyways, or something. Uh, but whatever the case, however I finished it, like, you know, I, I just, it was just. If that had been taken from me, I don't. I just don't. I, it would. That would be horrible. I'm so glad that it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So that's nice. Next is Metroid, and this is another feature in here I remember leaning on heavily as a rental uh, of the game, or with a rental of the game as a kid, and like on the living room floor of my of my fucking childhood home, in front of the big ass TV, like on the floor with the fucking map and the thing, like. <laughs> Look at him. Uh, so yeah, this is five pages again, and they show all the way to the end again. Also, though, thankfully, nothing from the actual in-game sequence. Like they show Mother Brain and shit in here, and the tunnel descent to her, and that's fucking sucks, you know. So. Dude, I've never basically played this game, so like, I especially considering the number of Metroidvanias and stuff, like this basically spawned a genre. So this is I, great. I, you know, I I definitely read through this one, and it. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, you should play this game. It's dude. interesting. Like, there's so much here, it feels like. The fact that they're telling you about secret areas that you need. Like, I feel like this is something I would need. Oh, for sure, dude. It, yeah, game. it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, you have to. I mean, I, I said, yeah, I did. I, this was, I think this might have been the first one. This was like when I was like, okay, I'm doing this pod now. I'm going to conquer some of these white whales. Like, this was the first one I did, I think. And so fucking hard. The end of the game is so fucking hard. Mother Brain is so hard. And so much of the game is difficult as fuck mm. to play through. But the. Like, yeah, I mean, incredibly satisfying, incredibly good game. Like, the you know, once you, like, develop the skill, the skills of the game, it is so fucking good and satisfying, and it works right. so well. The mechanics and shit are so good in the game. Uh, see, I can't recommend this one enough, man. It's like... Um, yeah, I didn't even know the backstory and stuff, so being able to kind of read it here, like, I really like the introduction. I'm kind of, like, kind of more intrigued, which... It's funny because this is just an, an, another franchise that I just missed. I didn't really play it. So, yeah. you know, as sequels and things have come on, you know, like the new remaster that came out last year, I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm just not jumping in, kind of like yeah. all the other ones, you know. So, I don't know. This is has me a little more, my interest peaked a little more than I would have been. Yeah, I you know, I this is, yeah, I played it a little bit as a kid, enough to be fascinated by it, but never really got anywhere and it was too hard and difficult to, 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 to stick with and I didn't own it. It was a rental situation, maybe once or twice. Uh, so yeah, I didn't I didn't play it enough as a kid to be entrenched in it. And then yeah, I didn't I wasn't on the Super Nintendo tip, so that's like the one that everyone says is the best of all time, the Super Nintendo version. And like and I've tried like firing up and dabbling with it, but again, because I'm just not don't have any nostalgia for it at all. So I never played mm-hmm. it back then. Like it was I, it didn't it did not was not enough to make me stick to it. So it's another one of those instances where, like, when we get to it in the timeline, like, that's one I think we have to embrace because it is regarded as, like... You know what's funny about that? My son plays that one, like, on the Switch and on, like, the the mini Super Nintendo. Like, he has played, like, multiple times. It's supposedly incredible. And I've seen him gone back and forth, and, and at times I've been like, why does he keep playing the same level? And there's... I think there's an element of, hey, he's young, so he's played the same parts over and over. But also... Because you have to backtrack. I'm oh just yeah, that's like, a, yeah, it's a huge backtracking game for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm fascinated, intrigued. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yeah. yep, yep. Okay, so yeah, I was, I was curious if you had any any experience with it at all, because yeah, that, that that all happened before you jumped out as well. That's like first first year NES or Nintendo Power stuff as well. The Metro. Yeah, that's and this like <laughs> reading through this, I kind of didn't want to keep reading after the first couple of pages because I didn't want to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah. I was like, maybe maybe I need to play this game. I don't know. You, de- you definitely should. Yeah. It's going to be hard as fuck, but you should. And yeah, it's one of those ones. I mean, I was saying when I was going through, I was like, you got to map. Like, it's not, it's not, you have to map. There's, you cannot, or have a map, one or the other. I was, you know, I didn't map, but I was looking at a map because it's the only way to. So you, you have beat this? Yep. I, well, yeah, I beat it since we started the pod. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's hard as fuck. I got, I'm pretty sure, yeah, my boss battles, I have the video up on the YouTube. 
Uh, I was fucking, it was hard, man. I was angry. (laughs) Very angry. That that final room that she's in is, woo, it's fucking rough. (sighs) From there, we move on to Hudson Soft's Milan Secret Castle, and I just can't even begin to say anything about this that we haven't already covered long ago. It's not a particularly fun game. Not bad, but not good. And then Tecmo gets a spotlight with Ninja Gaiden and Gaiden. And the table setting blurb dropped some knowledge on me. I did not know prior to this, so that was kind of fun. Gaiden is Japanese, in Japanese, means foreign telegram or communication, a reference to the letter which motivates the quest. And I'd never known that before about a game. Mm. uh, I certainly have a a ton of, I don't know, connection to between having it, jab had it, and just, you know, it's a game I've always loved. Very fucking fun. And even in its difficulty is, to me, one of the better games on, on the system. I also love the end of that box. It says, in the crowded field of ninja games, this one truly stands out. And acknowledging the ninja options, I dig that. <laughs> there is I some mean, bad... How, how have you... Like, there's no way you had a Nintendo and didn't play Ninja Gaiden, I feel right. like. Like, this is just one of those games that, like, yeah, everybody... There's going to be classics, but this is just... You trade it. You you probably didn't beat it. You might have beaten it. You probably didn't, but you probably definitely played did not, it. Dude, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I've never. It's another one that I've never beat. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we keep talking. It keeps popping into game, fucking nomination things. I'm like, you know, this is the one I want to beat. It's hard as fuck and gonna be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, I picked it up like the last time, like messing around with it. And I was just like, yeah, of course I remember all this, but I don't know if I'm just. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, with save states, and I would definitely save state though. Fuck out oh, of yeah. it. Could get there, but uh, it's rough. The end of the game is very brutal. There's some bad advice on page 64 regarding the boss in the bar at the end of stage one. They tell you to do the thing where you scoot, and they use that word in another caption on this page, so I'm adopting here. You scoot up the wall by clinging to it, then jumping off and back onto it a little higher. So like a, it's like a little incremental thing you can do to climb up walls. It's, like, it's, it's clearly not like... I can't fathom they intended it as a developer... Thing where they want you know they they expected you to be able to do this. It was just something that kids figured out to exploit the game. I think, and you can do that here, and it can get you high enough to avoid the boss below. But it's much easier to just run up and spam the shit out of him rapidly enough times, just out of the reach of his club, to kill him before he <laughs> meanders over to the left wall. You know, so like, yes, that would work, but it's not the optimal thing. You know, so right. Th- yeah. Thanks for the tip. The option. Right. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, thanks for giving me some options, but uh, maybe we'll try it out. Yeah, yeah I'm all set right. on that. I got a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> the next fiver is not Super Mario Two. Yet another ISOH ISOH game up alumni. And the bottom of the table uh, setting box in italics reads: Need more help with Super Mario Brothers Two? Look for the new game player's game tape, a video cassette tape for each, featuring all the secrets, hints, and tips you'll need to free Subcon from work. Order the tape from from game players or look for the tapes at your favorite Nintendo store. And yes, yes, yes! VHS, low-budget, non-union video game industrials, Jay. Give them to me, give them to me, give them to me. I would audition for the fuck out of these babies. <laughs> Did you, like, I looked them up, like, oh, you bet your sweet ass on the internet, too. They have, I found a whole playlist of all of them, like, and they're all, like, really? 45, I'll, I'll, you know. I wish I had enough time in my life to watch them all. They're all, like, 45 minutes long, and they are just fucking... Oh, they're just exactly before they were before there was YouTube. Here is yeah. your walkthrough. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The there's a the I think it's fifteen of them that were in the playlist, and that's in the show notes, of course. And you can kiss your fucking weekend goodbye once you start down that rabbit hole. <laughs> the first one in the playlist is in fact nice. the Super Mario Brothers two one uh, reference here. Of course, I mean yeah, this is like, 
respect Mario. I mean, come yeah, on. Must have been their maybe it was their kickoff on maybe it was like the first one they produced. I mean, if you're gonna bank, you're gonna bank like a new product on something. Mario, duh. Like yeah, right. exactly. Right. Yeah. Very true. Very true. There's nothing else doing here though in my book other than the fact that they show Wart at the end. And yeah. then the next one is Ultima Exodus. And, dude, I was so excited to see this. I, re- I read every single fucking word in this feature. This might have been the only one where I read every single word. Because I just I needed to know so badly, like, their interpretations of it, what they might recommend, yada, yada, yada. And also, I cannot believe you quit the side quest. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I cannot believe you kept playing the side quest. Like, this game is terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah. At times, I agree. And, <laughs> oh my god, I, I knew it. I knew there was going to be some shit like this. On page 75, they mention how you can't share food or divvy gold. And that is because they never found that submenu with the, or submenu with those commands. Which we talked about on the side quest. How, I think it was Jab, or maybe both of you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I knew it at first either. I eventually found it. And I think that's how you guys got tipped off. Definitely remember you. that. But yes, you can go to a submenu. You have to, once you pull the menu up, you have to hit select again or whatever the fuck the sequence is. And it pulls up another submenu where you can do these things. So, like, again, the experts that played this game, I just knew that there would be something that they were wrong about and didn't know. Because the game is that fucking... Ah... <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it says here is a Nintendo game for serious gamers. I'm like, yeah, serious as in you seriously have time for nothing else, and you're just to <laughs> figure this out and bang your head against the wall. I guess, but first, like teach six their months own. Or, oh yeah, however long it took us to get through that side quest. And they, they clearly they also do not understand the Moongates functionality uh, based on the copy dealing with it uh, in here, and it's just yeah, and it's another testament to just how fucking uh, fucking hard and opaque this game is. And there's not a single ad in any of these. This is what I was talking about earlier, and it's a wild thing considering the plethora of them that are in the first third of the mag. So it's just crazy that they just completely go away for this second act here. Yeah, that, maybe they just you know had a limited number of ad advertisers, and they're like, well. This is going to be part I guess, of our Yeah, I guess, like I said, it had to be. It to probably like, we'll like, put you in the front half of the mag, like, so even if people kind of stop exactly, eating, and they probably, they'll see you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. either that or some sort of, yeah, like like making it more attractive to the advertiser or charging the advertiser more, one or the other, for sure. Is, is yeah, some. The, the <laughs> idea behind it, but still a little goofy looking. After these messages, we'll be right back. Back to the future Nintendo game. I'm stuck in the past and I gotta get out. Quick! Oh, we all fade away to nothing. Uh-oh, bullies. Hi, Ethan. Have a mop, muscle head. I'll clean up, Mom. Television commercial for LJN's Back to the Future, and it highlights all the rough aspects of that game. I think, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's not really. I don't know if that one's selling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it does. It, we'll talk about it when we get to it here, uh, brief uh, in the near future uh, of the mag here. But I, I loved the the picture fading thing. is really cool timer. Uh, application or implementation rather and it was something that I even when I rented it and I hated the game because the game is awful of course or at least the the base part of the game that aspect of it too like I remember it 
very clearly it is seared in my memory and thinking that was very cool and like that was like a, somehow enough to keep me playing it for the whole rental just that fact that picture <laughs> like the way that worked you know was was a very cool and different thing so some good ideas in there yeah, but goal. Like, it's still important yeah <laughs> like so many lgn things like maybe some good ideas in there but not really a well-rounded fucking title <laughs> accurate yeah so the mag now shifts to shifts gears to another alphabetical lineup of games. So they restart their alphabetical lineup with what is so like on the cover it was what super strategy and then whatever the hell the second list was. This is like another part of the mag supposedly. Yeah. So they reset their alphabetical order on the games, which is I don't know. It's fucking basically bad. these are the less important games. We're <laughs> gonna get minimal coverage, right. but we're gonna talk about them. Right. So yeah. So these are now two bangers instead of five bangers or eight bangers or some of the early games uh, on, on, on the first list. And there's not a lot to say about these, so I think the more constructive way to approach this part of the magazine, Jay, is if we just pick three games from the pile to chat about the feature and the game itself, alternate one back and forth for six of them, because we're not going to talk about each one of these pages. There's just not enough interesting going on. So, Jay, what is your first game that you would like to speak of from this? You know, I'm picking games that are interesting and something grabs me about them. And so the first game is really not because of the game. So, Air Fortress. And not because I care about the game at all, clearly. We've talked about this. However, I do find it fascinating that, to start it off, kicking off this new section alphabetically, they tell you in the first big blue box, like, very front and center, like, there are eight levels, dot, 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 the password to Fortress number eight is sugar. Here it is. Like, there's... <laughs> yeah, I didn't so, like, that. it's almost like... Do you care? Is this just kind of like, yeah, these are throwaway games. Like, play them. If, if you got right. this game, exactly. feel free to yeah, beat like, it. Like, yeah, like, here's this video game. If you feel compelled for some reason to, like, have it in your, I don't know, history, but don't want to spend the time getting there, <laughs> here's a way to achieve that. <laughs> yeah, it's a very... Or maybe yeah, you're like, stuck with, like, this one, and so, like, this is all you have to play, so right, yeah. let me throw you a bone. Yeah, if this was literally in any other part of this feature, it would mean something different. But in that first box, it has a completely different meaning. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's very... But otherwise, yeah, nothing else to say about Air Fortress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we definitely dabbled with this before. It's not a good flying schmup at all. Well, my first one is indeed LJ fucking ends Back to the Future. And yes, I have a, a bit of a nostalgic infatuation with this game. It was a one-time rental for me. I can't imagine what incentivized me to do so. I don't recall being particularly Back to the Future-minded as a child. Like, I watched it. It was entertaining, but it was just another movie to me. And yeah. it definitely, you know, I, I, I wasn't looking to put it, like any and everything Back to the Future into my veins as a child. You know, that was not... Uh, a mindset I had, but I copped it anyways, and I remember like liking some aspects of the picture fade away, like I talked about already. I really liked the the tapper knockoff mini game where you're in the because like each like each stage. So the the way that game this game works, you have like these street stages where you run through these stages, and it's like a really really shitty paperboy kind of with like all these just random ass obstructions and obstacles that yeah. you have to deal with. Like the there's two guys <sighs> there's two guys literally just moving back and forth. With a what with you can't even see it. It's not you can't see it until you run into it. A piece of glass. So they have something between yeah. them, and they're just moving back and forth in the middle of the street. Like, where are you guys taking that, assholes? <laughs> you know, like, what's your fucking plan? What are you doing? <laughs> right, right. So yeah, there's a bunch of shit like that. That's just like randomly in your way. There's bees. I remember. It's just like a bunch of shitty things, and you have to keep p- picking up t- uh, clocks throughout the level to 
restore your rapidly fading picture at the bottom, your timer, you know, so... And the, the functionality sucks. I remember getting, there's like a skateboard thing you can pick up where you go faster and it makes it harder. Like, you know, it's like it's just a terrible, terrible, terrible game. But you finish each stage and there's a little mini game. And like the the first, at the end of the first stage, I believe it is, you have like, it's your, you go into the malt shop and you have to throw out the malts from the counter. You're at the counter and you're throwing out steins of, of malt at the right. bullies that are running in, the, the, the dickhead frat boys that are running in and trying to knock you out or something. So... The biffs, essentially, and so like, <laughs> yeah, like that was pretty fun, you know. And I, I, there's, I think there's a school one after the second level. Like those games, the mini games, I remember being fun. I couldn't get anywhere in the, for because I know the end of the game. I've seen it. It's even that commercial where you're racing the DeLorean down the street and you have to get hit by the the lightning bolt the lightning. at whatever. I think it's like a certain time or something, which insinuates to me, by the way those are falling, that you are going to have to play that a bunch of times, fail, and memorize where the bolts are to get hit by the bolt right when you're at the right speed, you know? So, God, I just can't imagine how hard that is. I've heard it's fucking impossible. But the <laughs> the uh, I never got there as a child or even, you know, I can't even stick with it enough as an adult to come close to getting there, even with save states or anything. It's just too horrible of a game, unfortunately. But I do have yeah. this nostalgic thing for it in any event. And a thing I noticed in the Magblurb here, and, and this is one of the things, this is what I mentioned earlier, like they are doing a pretty good job of like trying to give objective opinions on these games in here. And this one has something I thought worth reading. Back to the Future is a little bit like Paperboy on a quest, at least in the screens where Marty is skating through town. At each major stop yeah. along the way, the malt shop, the school lab, and so on, you have to master an arcade-type subgame in order to reach the next level. Graphics are okay, and fans of the original movie, those who don't mind a rather thin connection between the video game and its <laughs> cinematic source, will find it interesting and playable. <laughs> like, interesting and playable is... The least flattering thing you can maybe say about a video game <laughs> without direct, like outright defaming it. <laughs> Dude, that's like that's like those movie reviews where where it just says like an interesting take on a classic. It's like <laughs> okay, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. interesting. Yep. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> yep. So yeah, but this is smart analysis of the game and very very accurate. Like all those things are just spot on right about it. You know, and that's uh, that's cool and and yeah, interesting title too. Um, certainly something I have some nostalgia for. So what do you got up next? What's your All right. Next up, Blades of Steel. Yeah, oh, this yeah, you one. Missed, you, missed, you missed that game app. Oh, dude, that yeah, game so, so, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, it's such a good game. What else do I say? I mean, it's it's fun. And it, it's one of those things that I forget from time to time. But I, I confuse this and ice hockey. Because I played ice hockey so much, but that one clearly so, visually so different. Yeah, yeah so visually different. so different. But like, I looked at this and and so realizing that it's telling me that this is probably like one of the best sports simulations. Like when you just Google best sports NES games, this comes up. And so I'm like, as much as I love ice hockey and that's my game, like what what do I know about this? Have I played this? And I picked it up. Clearly, it's easy to play. Like it's not not hard to mm -hmm. figure out. It's it's fun. You know, it's yeah, man, it, this is this is it's a blast. A I, I did so many fighting, so much fighting. Like, there is, it, it's it, it's almost. I almost want. It's like, it's such a fun and cool part of the game. So I know why there's that level of focus on it. But I, it does feel like maybe it's a little too frequent. I think you know, dude. I I had three fights in the first period. Like yeah. I felt like I was in Delta Kai hockey. Like I, I'm, <laughs> I'm only there to punish. I can't skate. I'm just gonna fight. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a little heavy on the fighting. I agree, but that it, it executes that well too. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. dude, it's funny, funny, funny. Random crackerjack fact for you: 
the last time I recorded an episode of this podcast in a hotel room was the Blades of Steel game app. Which really? Was, <laughs> that was in Minnesota, I believe. So that's, that's a fun fact. <laughs> uh, figures. But yeah, dude. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. Fuck, that's, it's a really fucking good game, dude. Really fucking fun and like fantastic head-to-head. Like Jab, had a, Jab and I had a blast playing that mm. head-to-head. It's a really good, really good game. No, I can only no, imagine. Another, another testament, dude. Like we said it a million times, but I just cannot believe how much fun I find hockey games, despite zero interest. In hockey. Right? It's just it blows Why is it like that, dude? Like yeah. I was. I remember because of ice hockey and games like this. Like I remember playing in the in this freaking not just the Super Nintendo generation, like maybe even like Nintendo sixty four generation. Like I you, still NHL playing break, like NHL, NHL Breakaway ninety eight. Like, NHL Breakaway ninety eight is one of my favorite sports games of all time. It's so like, good. Why do we <laughs> like them? And like you, but yeah, like I'm not watching hockey on TV. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. yeah I don't know. Man. Like I, don't know. I might go. I might start. You know, I might check well, yeah, out the Seattle Kraken up here. What it probably means is we're just stubborn dickheads. Is probably what it means. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably hockey's probably fine to watch. I don't know. <laughs> well, in person, it's freaking awesome to watch. Yeah, like that's what TV. It, that's what everyone yeah, says. That's what everyone says. Word. Well, yeah, it's a great game for sure. Ultra's Gyrus, an arcade port space shmup, is my second choice, and this is the one I actually talked. The reason I picked it, I think, was because I talked about it last episode, and I was right about guessing this one being it but it's the one relating to the boss battle uh the space station stuff and the boss battle stuff in captain skyhawk that has kind of the tempest tube vibe uh, to it. okay no? okay this is the one where you're flying down like you're spinning around the circumference of an unseen tube and flying straight away from the player pov and it's okay. really fucking cool and i'm surprised more of these goddamn flying space mumps didn't go this route to mix it up because <laughs> you know? it is it's a completely different approach it's i don't I don't know of one other place I've seen it on the NES, to be honest mm. with you. And it, the fucking game is great, dude. It's, like, really, really, really fucking good. There's some serious effort towards story and world building and the opening sequence shit. The actual gameplay is fun. And it's fucking Konami, so you know the fucking tunes are fire. Of course, are we really shocked? Like so much, so many tunes in this in this app, man. Yeah, and there's some great tips here too. And the one in the pink highlighting the vulnerability of the enemies when they first come on the screen at the play area edge seems like critical knowledge if you're going to take this baby down. Like that's like that seems like a really hot pro tip. I think, you know, knowing that you're, you're invulnerable, and I'm sure you know, play the game enough, you would interpret that. But uh, that's right. that sounds like really hot knowledge for sure. And there's a bunch of mentions in here, packaged in joke form, no less, of how difficult the game is. It says that there's 36 levels. Eek. 36, man. That's a lot. That's a lot of flying smoke levels. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of flying smoke Gotta levels. love it. Gotta love that, John. Dude, they gotta have some variability in there, man. Otherwise, that's... Uh, it's gonna get rough, yeah. For that's sure. tough. But, I mean, again, uh, just... Like I said, the core of it is so much different than what you're accustomed to with those that maybe, maybe, you know. I'm intrigued. Again, like, it will be hilarious if we do two flying space pups in a row. But, <laughs> to me. I'm interesting. But, I did not pick up and play this. So now I'm like, man, I got to play this after we're done. Like, what are we talking it's, it's about? It's good, dude. I, it's, it's, I mean, it's easily top five on the system. Like, right there with Life Force and probably what? better than Captain Skyhawk. <laughs> probably. Yeah. So what do you got up up third? <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, what we got up next is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh my god, that's my third one as well. 
Mind- Was it really? Yeah, mind-blowingly returning to LJN Well for the third title. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because I hate this game. Like, I, I do hate this game. Like, I don't enjoy it. I've tried it. We tried it. I played it again recently with since we've started potting together. Like, just... It's, it's such an odd game, but such a classic IP, you know, movie-wise, that it's like... Are there more tips that could help make it better? Like, what am I missing? Maybe this will be the tip that'll help get me over the. There is the hump. Yeah, I yeah, I got it. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, it, it's still Roger Rabbit, and it has great screenshots, but yeah, yeah, what, man. What, what? <laughs> so yeah, we talked about this game and the flick a bunch back when it, when it first had its Nintendo feature, and you know, I don't want to get too much into that shit, but it, it's. Yeah, I read it as a child. It's like I've always had this soft spot for it, thinking if I could just get past the awful action mechanics. Val- <laughs> like Valiant's battling, the punching and stuff is so yeah, terrible. Yeah, it's so weird. And it's really, really fucking tedious. But there's, like, really good chase aspects. And, you know, like, the, the idea of, like, all the inventory stuff is cool. We've talked about that phone number shit is fascinating, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so much about it that's fucking cool and interesting. But yeah, the really tedious thing about it is you have to go you're just going into one nondescript building after another and randomly searching for shit. And if I could get past that, I think the game would be fun, you know? And I also just kinda wanna fucking beat it. It's like it feels a little white whaley to me because it was a game like we I mean we Jab I remember renting this one with Jab at before he even moved in. Before we even moved in together. You know, like at my dad when when my dad was dating my stepmom after my parents got divorced and I would go to him for the weekend. I remember being him and Jab and I hanging out and playing this game together. I mean, Jab was probably incapable of playing, actually. He was so young. He was probably, like, fucking, yeah. I don't know, fucking six or seven or something. <laughs> you know? So, like, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, there's something there that I really, really want to fucking finish. And reading through this, what, I mean, sparked me thinking maybe this is it, is in the, the on page 116, there's a the feature tip in the yellow box, right? It says... Roger Rabbit is another game that requires mapping. Exactly. <laughs> right? I'm like right up your alley. Like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. No wonder I hated it as a kid. Like, if I didn't think this was something, if this is not something I'm normally doing and you're telling me this requires me mapping, like, I, I didn't even have a manual, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So, <laughs> yeah, it did, yeah. What are we talking about? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It, yeah. And it's funny. Like, it's never even crossed my mind to map this game at all. But it goes on to say. Your maps don't need to be as detailed as they would in some other games, but you do need to be able to get to buildings you haven't yet searched without a lot of backtracking. Once you find the dynamite and blow up the wall blocking the Toontown Tunnel, your search will start all over again with another map. And, yes, that is just, oh, my God, that's fucking it. <laughs> like, that seems like a different kind of process. Than yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's almost, you can almost, you know, it's just a visual, honestly, it's a visual list. Just to keep you, it, it removes the randomness. It gives you a very yeah. defined problem set that you have to tackle one by one. And I just, you know, my fucking binary mind just can't, analytically, I just can't get enough of that idea. So, yeah, I think that is the ticket to getting somewhere in this game and, like, having a visible progress through line that you can fucking follow to get somewhere, you know? And, like, I think that might be it. It just, yeah, it just, I can't believe it never occurred to me because fucking mapping. Like, how much graph paper can I get into my life? How soon can I get more graph paper in my life? Yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe I've never thought of it. Uh, so yeah, man, that's interesting as fuck to me, and it makes me it gives me reins, a rein, reinvigorated hope that maybe this is a game that I can one day finally finish. You know, this is it's it's funny because this is the second instance that it's mentioned mapping 
that I've seen in his. The other was was Metroid. I was yeah. I was super excited. Like I I think I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna nominate this as a game to play. But and then I looked at it and it was like this is mapping is critical critically important. Blah blah blah. And I'm just like oh maybe not. Maybe has not. To be. And yeah, and that, that one's that one's tougher too. But I know you played through it, so yeah. The, it's it's also I think it's too much for a game episode to be totally honest with you. It's I think it's too big. Yeah. But the because it's not like that you know top down RPG type thing at all. It's like you're talking about mapping like real space, and it's just mm. you know it doesn't need to be exactly the scale. Although my anal retentive of ass would have a real hard time not making them to scale, which is probably, <laughs> probably why I never you know uh, even tried to map it. And even when I was doing it now. Like playing it for for when I played it, like was I just like I said I was just using a map. Like I just guys looked up a map uh, because there was no way I was gonna be able to do it well <laughs> myself. It's too whatever. So yeah, I mean it's it without a doubt requires that for sure for fucking sure. Having some understanding of your space and being able to know what where you're backtracking and where things were because there's no way to just do it from memory. There's no fucking way. I don't give a sh- I don't give a shit how photographic you might be. <laughs> it's there's just no fucking way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they switched gears again to get into some more cerebral journalism, and uh, the the column here is titled "Alternative Games Getting the Most from Your Nintendo." And while there is seemingly zero chance, I actually read this as a child. <laughs> I feel like no it way. is a pretty goddamn spot on encapsulation of my video gaming sensibilities. Like all these years later, so maybe I did read it and I just don't recall. So. The, the copyright here, I think, says it, says it all. For those who want their to rest their trigger fingers, though, there are some Nintendo games that feature no cosmic clashes, no mass demolition, and no martial arts. These include sports games, board games, and action adventures. And maybe not board games, but the other two are where it's always been for me with an NES game. Mm. And, you know, like, this is basically like three pages explaining how like they get into the appeal of the, like the cooperative play and strategy shit, and I mean you know that strums the shit out of my video game guitar. <laughs> so, so so like yeah, it's just it's it's basically it's calling these games alternative video games at all. I think like shines a light on the public perception of video games at the time, which for yeah. the most part I think was that they were all shooter arcade cabinets and dim lit bars and arcades. You know, and it's like mm-hmm. it's talking about how like there is more diversity to be had if you embrace it, you know, and, and, um, I think it's cool. Like I said, it's, it's surprising me because it is like, I think it is like, I think it is a deeper editorial and analytical approach to this topic than you see in any of the other video game mags that we've seen to date. So like all the shitting on this that we've done, despite the fact that I think you've kind of caveated with exactly what this exemplifies, like it, it's, it's very interesting to me how, like, I don't know how adult, of a thought idea, right. you know, whatever that it is. But so. it's fascinating at the same time though, because I, I guess inherently kind of believe this as well, but I put everything else, all those other games into the strategy bucket. And I was just like, nah, you know, like give me, <laughs> give me the cosmic <laughs> battles and shooting. Right, like I right. want that stuff. And now most, clearly you know, most I love all the stuff now, you know? Yeah. So, yep. I like give me an RPG. I, I would, I'll play it all day now. But like at the time I was just like, meh, shooting give it to me yeah it's just not taking the time to, to that. and you know that, and that's exactly what it is it is it is literally a a call to action to like stop and like no wait this is good too just pay attention you know yep. i definitely never like, read this this right, would have right, been right, <laughs> right, 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 right. and then they have another one of these kind of uh, and it's a uh, yeah the the next 
feature is a, a thought-provoking piece that, that closing the mag out that's titled From Computer to Nintendo, Two Excellent New Games. Mm. <laughs> and they're mm. clearly dealing in by saying uh, from computer to Nintendo, they're talking about porting from the PC to the NES here. And the best part of this to me is that they're going with Ultima as one of their excellent new games. <laughs> and then Nobunaga's wow. Ambition. And they talk a oh. bunch more shit about action games in here, too. For a long time, the public seemed to be happy to buy an endless stream of games involving ninjas, Rambo clones, and kidnapped princesses. And, oh, snap, he's talking about your mama! That's like what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's what I'm ready to be. So, like, so, so what's wrong with those games? Yeah. What's wrong with them? I like <laughs> right, to say yeah. the princess, yo. Yeah, it was like very, very fiery. It's a very fiery way to put it, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and it closes out with some real talk from this writer. He says... Taken together, these two outstanding and path-breaking games herald a new age in Nintendo Entertainment. And Jay, what are your thoughts on this, that, that Ultima is, is, is a path-breaking game that heralds a new age in Nintendo Entertainment? Yeah, it, bo- it breaks the pact between gamers who expect quality and trust from their <laughs> game developers, developers and now adds a layer of skepticism into all games. <laughs> I think... I think you have to take into account, though, Jay, that this is even pre-Dragon Warriors not even out yet. So Ultima oh, is that. Gosh. Ultima is the only thing on the NES like that, you know? And as fucked and, up and, as and it honestly, is... And honestly, honestly, this is... Breakthrough moment. Like, this is... It's, it's moments like this that caused me to shun the entire category. You know what I mean? Like, if, if I were to see something like this, and my exposure is a game like Ultima... Then I'm immediately like, screw the quote-unquote strategy game. Because they are garbage. You know, like, I don't want anything. But, like, yeah, if you'd given me Final Fantasy or freaking Dragon Warrior or something and kind of guided me, kind of with the strategy guides, the way that they did it. But if I was, you know, on that ride at the time, different perspective altogether. But at the time, I'm like, eh, garbage, boo. (laughs) Bring me more Mario. Just hilarious to me how much Ultima is in this magazine. I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I think it's honestly too just clearly execution with Ultima. But the genre, obviously being so new, the tools not being as developed to where you can't right. really like if you don't have the time and all the tools. And, and I mean, honestly, an adult. And like you said, we talked about it. But like Jab and I, even yeah. even even being, we were already pre. You know, we did we had not experienced Ultima until we were pre uh, predisposed to Dragon Warrior and Final Fantasy. Both like Ultima came yeah. into our lives after that, so we already had like a more savvy understanding of that of that gaming type. And we still were like like Jab said, he's like I. I Turn that on like it's a child, and it's just literally like it might as well have been in fucking Japanese. Like, I just, <laughs> just, there's no chance I can figure any of this out. You know, it's way too fucked up. There's not nearly enough information there to interpret all the things you need to yeah. interpret to be able to get anywhere. So yeah, I mean, they just, it's just they just didn't have it figured out yet for sure. There's no question about that. You know. What are you going to do? There's a few ads to be found in here as well. We have acclaimed WrestleMania with some hardcore Hulkamania action. Yeah. You know when, yeah, you know when you see that shirt starts to rip, you're going to the mat, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you have a tension deal with Gauntlet, RBI 1, Tedris, and Pac-Man. We've seen that a bunch of times, or at least very similar things to it. And the back cover is for a Data East Batman game I've never fucking heard of called Batman the Caped Crusader. 
And I started looking at this and I was like, what the, where the, what the fuck is this? And like, I'm Googling shit and I even posted on our socials about it. Yeah, yeah. Never hitting the NES for clocking in the fine print at the bottom of this that it is for the Commodore 64, the Amiga, and the Atari ST. And how mm. weird is it that they're advertising for this in an NES mag? Like, right? Yeah. I mean, the only thing I can think of is, like we said, we, we talked about earlier how in there they have that other magazine. And that's obviously, they have their, a foot in that world, you know, yeah. uh, so they're able Cross to. Cross gen, all the, all the platforms. Exactly. So they're probably able to, like, and it's Batman, so you know there's a bunch of money behind it, you know. So they, they probably were able to cajole whoever, the, like, Data East. Like, I know it's a little bit on signs of the thing, but, like, you know, they clearly didn't have every fucking advertising slot fucking taken care of or filled in this magazine. So, outside of that first third. So they probably were like, you know, how about we get, we'll cut you a halvesy on what we charge you for the other magazine. If you want to go on the back of this, too, and maybe lure some people over to, you know. That's probably how they sold that, I would guess. But, yeah, I mean, I was just, right. again, like... I, you know, I had a moment of like, how the fuck did I not know about this Batman game on the right? NES? <laughs> like, I definitely did not have any of these systems, no, but yeah. the game looks cool. Like, the art, I'm kind of like, wait a minute. Like, I, I want to play that. And clearly, that's what they were going for. So you're like, oh, hold on. Yeah. Look, let me go check that out. I guess, yeah. 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 I mean, even someone who didn't have it, you know, there's had to be a handful of kids out there that had the sway and the family to be like, not only do I need this game. You have to go out and buy me an Amiga. <laughs> right, like, I need to play this game. Like, Mom, you know Batman is the man. Like, what are you talking about, Mom? Yeah. And she's like, sure, sure, son. Like, yeah. Here's fucking, here's a, here's a Benny. Go go buy whatever you need to buy. <laughs> <laughs> right. For a second, for a second, I actually thought this might have been, like, what they originally planned to do before reskinning everything with the Batman movie. Oh, then yeah, I realized, yeah, okay, yeah. it's not. So like, no, no. It is, yeah, I don't think, yeah, that wasn't, yeah, that was not out yet, so that, that yeah. was not the most logical <laughs> thought process. That's funny. Yeah, that, that did not occur to me. I was not able to retrofit my mind enough. Wolf title theme bringing us in another hot track for this very nomination nominations from yesteryear right like, <laughs> interesting nomination session yeah um, this is exactly what you know i've talked about a bunch of times how like i love the way this is geared how we like we'll see these little moments in our timeline where we can go back and play a game that you know maybe is long forgotten or long past the possibility of being played so yeah, i love that this is a possibility for us but I'm curious, yeah, very curious to hear what uh, we're going to end up deciding on and even what we're talking about deciding on. <laughs> so I th I'm pretty sure I went last time. That's how we ended up on Captain Skyhawk, wasn't it? So yeah. you, you go you go first this time. <laughs> yeah, so first, Xevious. Um, it was definitely in an ad earlier, and it's a flying game, clearly early generation game. It's near and dear to my heart. We've talked about it before. Yeah, Xevious. Um Second, Guerrilla War. I mean, I nominated it back when we were talking Game Pro number two. It's still good. Like, it's on our games or playing list. Like, have I still we, think have it we, has. Have we done it? We haven't done any of those, like, 
Well, Contra, I guess. We did Contra. Or Super C. We did Super Contra, rather. I think that's... But we, I don't think we've done a single one of those vertical scrolling war shmup deals. I feel like we did something oh, similar. Oh, no. Heavy Barrel. We did Heavy Barrel. We did Heavy, heavy Barrel. Heavy Barrel, yeah. 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 But, yeah, I mean, there's there's enough, and this magazine did we enough. Did Jackal we, did we did Jackal 2. We did Jackal 2. Oh, we did Jackal. That's right. We've done, we did like, Jackal. 50 of them. We just get there all this. We can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, and then third, I wasn't sure. So I, I originally thought Metroid um, because I didn't know how long it was be. So I, I figured, you know, Metroid, let, let's throw it out there. But I just yeah. – I feel like there's so many games that I could have just kind of thrown on here that – I don't know. I'm kind of kind of open. So, what, what are your nominations, Josh? Okay, I got Ninja Gaiden. Okay, I I thought that might get put on the list. I thought. Still, I mean, like I already told you, it's a white whale. I think it's fucking gonna be miserable times, but it hmm. would be really satisfying to beat. Paperboy, which I forgot to change my background the entire time. But Paperboy. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> <know that. laughs> what are you gonna do? Maybe I can... Maybe I'll fix it in post. The So, yeah, Paperboy. And that's a game, you know... It's not a ton of... It's going to be just like a light... It's very arcade of course. It is an arcade yeah. port. So, it's, yeah, it's very arcade There's obviously not a lot of story content. It's super fun. The NES one is like... It's a little janky, I think. Like, it's hard to... Even, like, I've played it and I like it. And it's still really, really difficult to get good enough at to really... Because, like, the goal is to get... You know, you have to, if you miss one fucking paper, if you fuck up one house, you lose the subscriber. So to gain to gain subscribers back, you have to get all of them correct to get one more subscriber the next day. Whoa, so, I did not know that. Yeah, if the goal is, I mean, and maybe that's not the goal, maybe the goal is just high score and whatever. But to me, completion, I believe, is getting the entire block to subscribe. So the idea, however many houses you start with, that you have to go, I don't know how many days it would be perfectly to get all the houses subscribed. I don't even, it seems impossible to me. I don't know how the hell it's possible. So, like, there's no, yeah, that's the one thing about the idea is, like, I think it would be kind of fun to play and, and bullshit about, but I don't know how much, like, it's, we're just going to be talking about, you know, like we did for Dig Dug or something where we're just talking about, like, an arcade right. little, you know, pick a few nuanced things about it that are fun and the little mechanics and stuff that you like or you exploit it or what have you. But, yeah, it doesn't have your traditional game episode thing going on with it. And then the last one is Gyrus. Is which one? Gyrus. Gyrus. Oh, okay. Gyrus. Oh, okay. So, yeah, if we're going to do a flying smup, fuck you, Xevious. Like, let's do Gyrus. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is, hmm. Okay. Do you, yeah, do, do you trust me enough with a flying smup to do another one that you're not? <laughs> I don't know. Really... I don't know. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> that turned out to be different than thought. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I. Mm. With Paperboy, Paperboy is one of those games that clearly is in like imprinted in my childhood memory because of all the advertisements everywhere. You know what I mean? But I never. Maybe I maybe I rented it for a day or two once and maybe tried it. I can't remember. It's definitely not memorable. I just know it was every freaking where. Yeah. So I had a a big marketing marketing arm behind it. So yeah, I don't even know if I ever rented it. I think it was just one of those yeah. games that like I played enough of it just ran at random kids' houses throughout my childhood to be familiar enough with it to have 
Dude, I wasn't even memory. familiar with the set, the setup. The, the fact that you told me how it worked, I'm like, oh, I had no clue. Like, <laughs> so even if I rented it, I just was throwing papers at mailboxes yeah. and avoiding stuff. Like I had no, <laughs> no, no grasp of the actual point. So yeah. I, I guess I'd, I'd definitely be interested, even though I would have never thought. I kind of skimmed past that one. I'm like, oh, it's Paperboy, but kind of hearing the setup, I'm like, all right, it has enough of a draw of competition like how you know how good can i get at this to where i could potentially do that and it is two players i think we could fire it up. i mean it's obviously not co-op but we could yeah. fire it up and, and 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 do some quasi head-to-head stuff with it too that'd be kind of fun yeah and then i mean gyrus <laughs> yeah i mean ninja gaiden i i don't know man i i, I don't know if the the next month is the time to do ninja Gaiden. right yeah and that's kind of my <laughs> thing too like yeah i'm not gonna have any fucking time to do that for sure but I mean, once i get to these, ring. once i get these things fucking uh, i don't have anything like to do on my like oculus like i have no i i still have that survival horror game but i i don't know if i'll ever fucking get anywhere and it's just too exhausting of an experience so like I keep thinking about doing it, and then like I'm like, nah, I'm just, I'm just gonna play fucking walkabout instead. <laughs> yeah. Dude, speaking of which, I should have brought it up during our games with playing. So Jesse told me if you, have you played Until You Fall on the Oculus? I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a shooter. He said right. he was just like that is the game. Like he played it all the way through, beat it, and he was like, I just finished it. He's like, play it. So I'm pretty. Sure, I think check I. Out. I think I was actually in my uh, in the league with uh, the, the walkabout league a, a night or two ago, and two nights ago, I guess it was. And the one of the guys on there was talking about it as well. But yeah, I mean, it's a shooter. I know I'm not gonna. Play. <laughs> what? It looked like uh, like a battle, like you're kind of like getting weapons and like fighting against enemies. Is it? Oh, I thought I like, yeah, it did it not look like a shooter to me. Oh. Uh, but I mean, it, a melee shooter is what you're saying, though. It's still a first person, an FPS, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. Either way, I could, uh, I could be persuaded to do Paperboy or Gyrus. I think for sure. Right now, I'd be, yeah. I'd be open to either, either or. Guerrilla Wars, which are, which are a... both odd selections to me, but I would also be down. <laughs> did we we put Guerrilla War on the list on the on the shit worth playing list? Oh, I definitely did because I was looking around because I was like, "Did we?" I, I definitely did research on this first because I was like, "Haven't we played this before?" So I, I remember nominating it, and I saw it on the list. It's definitely on the list, but did we, we definitely have it, not? Does it have? Does it have co-op? Uh, let's pull the list back up here because <laughs> that I do not recall. It seems like a game that certainly should, <laughs> but. Shouldn't do two different things on Nintendo. <laughs> Gorilla War one to two players. So you can play two. So you guess it was at the same time. There's definitely right? a two player action going on here. I don't I don't know how, how it is, clearly, but at the same time though? That I don't know. YouTube. It would make sense. I feel like this is the type of game Gorilla that you just War, do NES, you know co op. That's only one player. Two players. Yep, co-op. That's interesting. So, so that I mean that aspect adds to the, the interest factor. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, 
I think I think Jairus is so different <laughs> that I think we're gonna, which I think this might could be saying the exact same thing I said about Captain Skyhawk. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be as bad. It can't. It's got to be better than Captain Skyhawk, though, right? It's got to be. This this is one I feel like people talk about too, though. Captain Skyhawk. Like when I saw Captain Skyhawk in that issue of Nintendo Power, I was like, I've never even fucking heard of this before. <laughs> you know, so that came out of nowhere. So that was kind of like a little bit of that was just like, holy shit, where did this come from? Gyrus's game, Gyrus's game. I've like that's game. It's well, it's, it's fucking Konami, isn't it? Who's who's the the manufacturer on on that? Let's get back to the G's. We're gonna have a lot of Ultra Software. So, yeah, it's Konami. It's fucking Konami show. So, yeah, I mean, it's Konami, dude. It's got to be good. It's got to be fucking good. 36 levels mm. is a lot, but maybe they're fast. <laughs> this kind of reminds me... I don't know why this gives me, like, uh, asteroid vibes. Because I think there are levels where it kind of, like, asteroids kind of come at you like that. Like obviously it's different. It's a different kind of thing, and your your ship is like, movement. And like a modern like one, movement. you mean? A modern version of asteroids? The old kind version of asteroids. Like is, it just it just gives me it just 2D. gives me vibes of that. Okay. Like not I know your ship moves different and everything. It just kind of reminds yeah. me. Which I find memories of asteroids. So yeah, so do That's I. Asteroids is a good game for sure. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, I think I think I'm leaning towards. I think I'm. I think given our state of status in life right now, and. The, de- the dependability of fun. I think out of all the ones we've selected, I think Gyrus has the biggest potential for being enjoyably engaging. <laughs> all right, I'm down. It's, okay. it's flying ship, so let's, all right. let's Crazy. go. Crazy. Two times in a row. Unreal. Okay. <laughs> who knew? <laughs> all right, yeah, who fucking knew? All right, so we're going to play We're gonna play that next. And then after that, we have Game Pro Issue 12 before we... And then, of course, another game episode before we will bop into that issue of Sega Mania Magazine. Issue one. So you can subscribe to the pod on the platform by whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on that podcast platform of choice or any other for that matter. The website is nyhentertainment.com forward slash ISOH pod. Email us at isohpodcast at gmail.com. Follow the pod on Facebook and or Instagram at ISOH pod. Link to the YouTube gameplay videos playlist is in the show notes. There is the ISOH subreddit if you want to get down with us on Reddit. And we don't have a Patreon, but if you like giving money to things podcasters tell you to, and would like to do so at our direction, the Able Gamers Foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities, and that is cool as fuck. AbleGamers.org is where you can find them. Jay, what are your socials? Uh, Gentleman JB without the second E. It is my gamer tag. It's where you can find me, Facebook, Instagram, all the places. Come fight with me in Elden Ring. And you can find me on Twitter at Josh Fallen, on Instagram at MyShiftKeyIsBroke, and on Oculus at MyShiftKeyIsBroke. Okay, bye. Bye.